Welcome back Boom. to the Hank Strange situation. That's right, we're back. Lifestyle Make sure you subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. We are live. We have a new guest, John from Arms List. He doesn't know about jazz hands, but you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it, John. Let's see the jazz hand. Come on. There we go, babyface doing jazz hands. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on, John. And I hope everyone out there has their big girl panties on. This is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, episode number 450. 450, a nice round number that we finally got Arms List on here today. And our guest, of course, like I said, is John of Arms List. Plus, we're going to talk about Colt has stopped selling AR-15s. Yes. John, I was just telling John that. He was like, okay, are you pranking me? <laughs> well, well, when we were at that event the other week, they, it was going back and forth. People would say it and then some said, oh, no, no, you know, yeah. the cult's fighting back. It's debunked. That's not really true. And now right. it seems like it, it's back and it is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That's right, man. When we were doing that, mm-hmm. there was that rumor and it got debunked while we were. Yeah, you're right. I, I remember that. Yeah, it was I, so crazy. I was relieved. I'm like, oh, good. They're not just going to arm the tyrants. They'll let regular people buy them too. But no, yeah. they've they've shown their true colors. Yes, they have. Given this level of manufacturing capability, cap- cap- Jesus, I can't talk capacity. <laughs> we believe there's adequate supply for modern sporting rifles for the foreseeable future. That's what one of their spokespeople said. It looks like. Right. So they're just exactly. pulling out of the market. I, 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 the rumor that I had always heard or recently had heard is that they were looking to move into trying to pull military sales again or um, something. Yes. When we, when we talk stupid. about – yeah, absolutely. When we talk about their memo here in a second, you guys will see. Ugh. They're not going to stop building or selling ARs. They're just mm. not selling them to civilians. Only yeah. law enforcement, which is civilians, as someone – I do have a video out on this that I did with John Crump from Ammo Land. Um, but yeah. So civili- today? So, uh, yes, I did that today. That's on the Hank Strange channel. For anyone who wants to check it out, I'll throw up a link. Uh, let me see. I think I have a link here I'll throw into the chat for anyone who wants to watch that video. But basically, yeah, civilian uh, law enforcement is civilian so far as I know. Oh, they're 100% civilians. Yeah, they're they're not military. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the bar memo that's circulating. Basically, they want to drop more gun control on us, expanded background checks. Um, So they're they're trying to close the gun show loophole and all that nonsense. So this is is good timing for you to come on, John. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate that good timing to talk about issues is bad times for liberty yeah uh, you know but yeah. that's sort of the way it plays out right now yeah unfortunately that's the way there's lots of bad times for liberty going on right now uh very frustrating to lots of people out there so yeah that's the show that's what we're going to talk about here it's episode 450 um this is something that babyface reminded me so i'm going to throw up my nine millimeter because today oh. is the oh. uh 19th it's nine the by ninth- 19 day yeah, got my 365. Oh, it's 919. Yeah, yeah, it's 919. You, go. you got to represent so, that nine mil. There's nine mil, mil, <laughs> nine mil right there from from Fort Scott, guys. Ooh, what's that Glock? Uh, Glock 19X. It's a good one for nine oh. by 19. Oh, wait a second. We got to show guns. Oh man, I got to get my guns. Uh, I'll get some guns here and throw them up here in a second. <laughs> there, yeah, nine by 19. So hang on. I, I was throwing up I got, ammo. Here we go. Here we go. Let's throw it up. Here yeah. we go. We got a Glock 19 on 9 by 19 day. Oh, everyone's best, best wait. I can do. Hold on a second. I'm gonna get some guns. You guys stay right there. <laughs> this is one of the most iconic 9 by 19s. I think. I don't have. I, I only have the 32 auto. I don't have the 9 mil version sitting in front of me right now. 
But that is such an 80s, like, action hero gun. It's perfect for 9x19. You know what's funny? When I, I, I only got one recently, and obviously I always liked them. I always thought they were yeah. cool. But I only recently got one, and I love it. I, I mean, it's, I, it's a little big. It's a little, it's it's a little tough for carrying if you don't have, like, the right – It's like, it's like shooting it's a, an outside-the-waistband kind it's of a thing. Soft. But to I shoot it is fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Here's my here's my gun right here. It's his uh, weird ass thirty four with the this is my, ugh, weirdo thing. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. This is my flux. Wait, without shooting it into my face. Can you, yeah, get you it don't, do not want to do that? I don't think it's that, reset actually. <laughs> that would be instant fame for the channel though if you had yeah. an ND on live stream. <laughs> no, get the get the brace right into the face. Yeah, I gotta close the live stream ND. Yeah. I gotta get it to reset this thing. Oh my gosh. This is never okay. gonna go well. Okay, there we go. Anyway, that's my Glock 34 that it's on. I'll figure nice. that out somewhere here. Somewhere along the show. Somewhere along Just the show. Just showing off the gear, I'll give a quick plug. These guys are really cool. Me Mechgar, can you see the look? Yeah, yeah you can see Mechgar, it. It's pretty yeah. good stuff. These are, uh, these hold 20. I think it's a, called a plus two. Plus, okay. They call it a plus two. Then it even has an M9 on the side of the mag there. Yeah. But yeah, so you can. Have a little extra. They stick out just a touch, but with a gun this big, I yeah. really don't notice it very much. Yeah, we'll do we'll do lots of plugs during the show, John. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, Babyface is here, of course. Shout out to Babyface. The show's brought to you by Franklin Armory. You guys can see it somewhere down there. Shout out to the guys from Franklin Armory, of course, for uh, sponsoring the show. Shout out to everyone who's out there hanging out with us. Um, just make sure that you guys smash the thumbs ups, okay? Do that as you're coming in. We got lots of people here. We don't have lots of thumbs ups yet. So here we have to do the thumbs ups begging. Come on, Bebo. <laughs> Let's do it. We got arms list here today, you know, and uh, you're, John, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Or uh, yes, sir. Western Pennsylvania. So kind of the other end of the state from Maj. Oh, okay. Western Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. The Western Pen... I'm, I'm just trying to pretend that there's like a... Is there a massive difference between East and Western well, Pennsylvania? Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia is in the East. I mean, it's probably about <laughs> three to four hundred mile wide state, so... Yeah. Oh, okay. Philly's over by Jersey and right by New York, and in Western PA, we're by Ohio and West Virginia, so it's... It's pretty different culturally, too. I mean, ours is adjacent to the Midwest, even though Pennsylvania almost touches the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. So wait, here's here's the real question. Do you call it pop or soda? Uh, I typically don't say pop, uh, but a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. Also, are you are you born and bred Pennsylvania, dude? I was born in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, which is just right up on the lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, because to me, you always seem like a New Yorker. Well, it, and that's an interesting thing, because some people will call Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Midwest, and I mm -hmm. never really thought of it that way, because it mm -hmm. just seems like we have enough influence from the eastern seaboard and you know major cities that it still feels like you're part of that culturally. People are still kind of in a hurry, you know, and still... Yeah. Not like actual New York City, but it's much different than when, like, when you go to Columbus or you get over into Kentucky. That's okay. just much... Much more relaxed, you know, way of okay. living over there. That's not why I was saying that. I think you, to me, I've known you for a long time, by the way, probably. A couple years. Yeah, some years, sure. some serious years at this point. <laughs> I think I've been doing this like six or seven years. I don't know about you, but I think we've known each other at least like five or something out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you always come across like a New Yorker to me, man. Like I'm abrasive. 
Um, you talk very fast. <laughs> you are very high strung. <laughs> you remind me a lot of my boys when I was growing up in New York, you know? Yeah. You know, always ready for an argument. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be in this yeah. this business. Yeah. Do you remember? See, I keep telling people about this video. I don't know if you saw the video on YouTube of the two dudes giving each other the finger in New York City. You've seen that? Have you seen that? No. Yeah. You got to look that up. <laughs> Whenever, whenever I, whenever I think about you, whenever I see you, man, you're always ready to go in. I'm like, okay. So that's why I always think you're from New York, but you know. Well, I, that that was a nice thing about that event we were at with Palmetto down there mm -hmm. is that we we had moments where you know no one was filming, it wasn't talking, so we could kind of hit some mm -hmm. of those things where we may not agree, but it wasn't like a fight. It was, it was sort of like digging through facts to try to get a yeah. better understanding. Yeah, good conversations. By the way, Greg ninety eight K, he says he's from Northwest PA. So shout out to Greg 98K. Um, you know, let us know where you guys are from. And if there's anyone from Pennsylvania, let us know right now. Maybe one of these days I'll go to Pennsylvania when it's not cold. When there's it's been no snow. Cold a lot less in the last couple of years. This whole global warming thing has given us milder winters. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh listen, maybe I'll go do a thing out there and we'll do it with arms list. We'll see how that uh how that works out. Um, oh, by the way, people are sending me pictures of their guns, so let's see if I could throw Hell this yeah. gun picture up there. <laughs> Boom, there you go. There's a gun picture for you right there. 9 by 19 day, 9 millimeter shield. Let me just say this. Not only is it 9 by 19 so it's 9th nine month, nine month, month, excuse me, 19th day, 2019, right? It's Today, the ultimate 9 by 19 day. Yeah. Today, my son, my youngest son... Today is his 19th birthday. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a pretty wild, pretty wild so day for I him. I trump all you mofos. <laughs> if we were having a challenge coins contest, I'm the winner. No, well, I don't know. I don't so know. you buy the first beer? Is that how it works? That's, no, that's, no. What you that's, win? No. That's your that's win not, right there? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> and, oh, and another thing, another 19, just to seal the fate by the way, in the Palmetto State Armory shooting from one mile, guess what? I was number. My coin is ni number nineteen. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, so, I'm not sure where my coin is right now. Yeah. Oh, you don't have your coin, John? No, that means okay. I have to buy you something. Yeah. We're not in person, so I don't know. What I, I have yeah. to go on Amazon and buy you like a case of beer or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and send it on over here. So okay, yeah, we're gonna get into all those things. But happy birthday to my son. It's his birthday today. He turns nineteen. Um, you know, on the 19th of 2019. So I told him that this morning he was, he didn't really give a crap. Did you let him drive your Audi on his birthday? Um, no, I've <laughs> let him, I've let Never him drive it. No, he's driven it before. I don't care about that kind of stuff. You know, um, oh, actually, no, no, no. He claims I never let him drive it. I'm pretty sure I let him drive it. So <laughs> I let my boys drive the cars, man. I'm trying to motivate them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. When I'm there, I let them drive it. When I'm not there, I do not let them drive it. So far as I know, no one messes with my stuff. Probably not a good car to give a 19-year-old for the weekend. Mm. We've all mm -mm. seen that mm -mm. Tom Cruise movie, the Porsche 928, which at the <laughs> time was fast, but by by you know if you compare it to modern, oh my gosh, that thing was slow as crap. Wait, what movie was did uh, Tom Cruise have a 928? It was his dad's 928. It's the one where he he's uh, going out with the hookers and he runs the the brothel this out of the house. And okay. he's in high school. Wait, what movie it's is one this? Where he across the floor and yeah, da, na, 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 oh, oh man, that was Tom I can't, Cruise. I can't place the name of the movie. I'm showing my age. I can't. Oh, risky business? Is that is it? Is that risky business? 
Maybe. Uh, yeah. Wait, wasn't that um the other guy that's like that's um, thirteen degrees of uh, what's the name of the what's the name of the guy that that is famous for the thirteen degrees of separation? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. That wasn't Kevin Bacon. That no. was Tom Cruise. Oh. Well, no, was Tom Cruise. I, I can't remember the title of the movie, but the Porsche nine two eight and him running the brothel out of his house while his parents are out of town and sinking the nine two eight in the in the lake. That's the Tom Cruise yeah, movie. It's risky. Oh. Risky business. Risky okay, business. And, and it is okay. Risky. Oh wow! So anyway, to look at that again. He, he had the car while his parents were gone, and he got himself into a lot of trouble. And those aren't even that fast. Yeah. Wait, but a nine two eight had a V eight engine, didn't it? Yeah, it was a front engine V eight. Yeah, yeah. I've actually always liked those. I've always liked them too, and yeah. I I look at them periodically, but they're kind of expensive. And the the trouble the struggle I have with cars that are older like that is like every year that goes by, cars get so much faster. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh man, this or that thing from when I was young, that'll be cool. It's slow. Right? Yeah. And then you look yeah. at it, you're like, it's not that cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, it doesn't look as good. And two, no, like, holy no crap, it doesn't. It's slow. No, it doesn't look as good. And the technology today is insane, man. So you can get, what's the, let me see. You can get a demon for less than 100,000. Well, no, a red eye, right, Patrick? Is it a red eye you can get for less than 100? And that's like, what, 800 and something horsepower? Eight, uh, 800 even? <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. like an upgraded Hellcat. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. the top of the line Hellcat. Basically, basically. Badass. Okay, so it's a factory. It's a factory package. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's insane. But that mm-hmm. Jeep, the Trackhawk, is that's a thousand the only horsepower? way. I don't think it's actually faster. No. I think it's probably think still it's... seven something. Yeah, uh, but that's that the has, only way to has... get all-wheel drive with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, but I, you're talking Hank's language shred, right now. Shred off the line. All-wheel drive is the shit, baby I'm face. Language. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm not going to argue that it's awesome for launching, but, I mean, if you want to scare yourself and have Hank fun, rear-wheel drive is where it's at. Hank loves all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive <laughs> is the best for launching, okay? All the wheels, you can put all that horsepower down to the ground on, on like, a Challenger or something like that. Rear-wheel drive, you just, just spin. Yeah, you're just spinning wheels. I mean, the, the only thing I'll say is... It definitely launches fast. There's no question. Top fuel dragsters are still rear wheel drive. Okay, that's a completely different story. So if you, I'm just saying, if you get all the circumstances right, <laughs> rear wheel drive is still killer. But uh, it does require. Except for it's a rainy day or there's dirt on the road or whatever, all wheel drive is going to house everybody. Yeah, yeah. Top fuel is a completely different thing. How massive are the wheels in the back of top fuel? By oh the yeah, way? they're and they and they twist like half the way around in that first revolution. Yeah. So those things are so massive that the patch, the contact patch on the ground, probably equals four wheels on a supercar. If not I mean, more than that. I'm not dogging all drive. I'm just I like driving rural drive cars more. Okay, we'll forgive you for that. We'll, by the way, in case you don't you don't see it, John is a car guy, <laughs> certified car guy. He's a gun guy, but he's a car guy as well. So we'll get. I hate when people say they're into cars, then you start talking like this guy doesn't actually like cars. He's <laughs> yeah. a jack. Yeah. Oh, I love cars. I love cars, man. Any the things I'm into, I could talk about like forever. And actually, things I don't even know anything about, I could talk about forever. Just, just ask. What don't you know anything about, Hank? Uh, everything. What's everything. That? Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. I'm making this up right now. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get into this for anyone that's looking. Um, first, let me do the the low like Lola. Ha- always, I gotta ask this question. Otherwise, she's gonna come in here and give me a little yellow note. So tell us about Arms List and how you start. Are you the only owner or founder of Arms List? What's the deal here? I founded it with a friend of mine uh, 
I'm going to say 10 years ago. I, I don't have the date written down or anything. Um, roughly 10 years ago. And he was kind of the IT guy, and I was doing a lot of the other stuff. At the beginning, it was heavy in IT. And uh, so we were half, we were 50-50. And then um, right when we got our first Brady campaign financed and sponsored lawsuit, he was like, uh, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I've had it with this stuff. I want out. So then that's I became 100% owner. Um, and since then, I brought in some some people that are pretty close to me as minority owners, but I'm still the majority owner. Okay, all right, cool, good to know. Good what to know. what sort of lawsuit do they can could they potentially bring against you for just running a oh, website? They brought lots. Oh, oh, you can read about it. Um, <laughs> really, I've never uh, I've never oh, looked arms at that. List? Well, when some shitbag does something shitty and they go, "Hey, wait a minute, did he use a gun? Oh, did he? Where use did he buy it from? Once? Did okay. he talk to someone who's talked to someone who used the web? It doesn't matter how far back the chain goes. Mm-hmm. And we certainly didn't sell it to him because we don't sell guns. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, they oh, you leave yeah. it to a political group like that. That's that's yeah. like. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, um, but arms list is kind of like the whipping boy. Every time the media gets all frothy about uh, the background, the the gun show loophole. Oh, we're the easiest public enemy number one. Yeah, they love it yeah. because people that aren't into guns are like arms list. Oh, that, they just have kind of arms on listed on a website. That sounds scary. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, because they don't actually, much like when Obama was in office and he would say, it's easier, you can buy a gun online. It's easier than kids buying books. Mm-hmm. Purposely, and so, some of the stuff he did, and his people would prep him, that was purposely to make you think about buying books online, you know, like Amazon or however else you buy books. Mm-hmm. So people think, oh, yeah, it's that easy. You just get it shit to your door. To your door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, they purposely try to perpetuate these myths that make mm-hmm. they just sound scary and they're not true at all. Yeah. Has um has uh so has law enforcement ever gone through your site trying to trap people? Like have people oh, buy I mean, oh, has to be. They, yeah. Yeah, if they give us a subpoena and they say this guy's a shit bag, you know, we're you know, I'll, we'll we'll help them with that information, but yeah. we don't like we don't give I, out people's information unless they have a subpoena. So I, I, guarantee- I consider like my own information. If you've got a subpoena, I'll give you some data, yeah. but I, without it, no. Yeah, go ahead. I Patrick. guarantee there have been some some honeypots that have run through arms list because you see things on there that are just like, uh, you can't Trap. buy that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's and not. They've right. successfully busted some scammers, but those are really tough to track down. Like when you're trying to keep the cost of running a website low, you know, yeah. I can't have like 57 paid moderators just going yep. through all the stuff all the time because then it would not be a free website. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we do our best and we people can help moderate. That's actually grown. Um, you know, we're, we have people that are moderators that, you know, just volunteer like you would on a forum or something else. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can get a pretty good handle on that stuff, but you can never totally get rid of them because, I mean, it's like cockroaches. You know, even even if you, you scorch them, then some of them survive and they come crawling out and start breeding again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. how, you know, the that's how Internet scammers are. There's always some new garbage they're trying to pull on people yeah by the way we got over 100 people i would like to see 100 thumbs up so smash the thumbs out there folks please and uh, of course share this with if you hate us whatever you know people professionally uh, are out there hating whatevs that's good too man that all works that all works let me ask you this question don't feed the trolls hank don't feed the trolls Whatever you know, we listen. The trolls, the trolls help with the algorithm. Also, by the way, that is true. They're just so stupid they don't know that. So, yes, help us with the algorithm. Just feed them a little. 
Yeah, just a little, just some little sprinkles, <laughs> some little sprinkles. We got to keep them alive. Um, how much money do you spend on lawsuits, man? Do you spend? A, are there a lot of lawsuits going on? Is it? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't know how to say that without. Yeah, without without getting any. Without share, without oversharing. Um, yeah. I'll just say it's it's. Um, let's say when you run a website the size of Arms List and you have to pay hosting fees with Amazon, mm-hmm. that 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 would be up there. In in terms of uh, my, one of my top expense expenses. Okay, so is, is, is so having retainer. It's in that it's in that, um, it's in that neighborhood. Mm. Okay, so you're so in the back end, the backbone or the bandwidth is through Amazon. AWS. Uh, yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. uses AWS. Like yeah. literally everybody. Yeah, until yeah. They seem to be the less the least SJW out of all the big tech companies. So from what I've seen so far. But, you know, as, as we see, you're not guaranteed another day with any of these companies. No, really. no. So uh, so have you been looking into alternatives, you know, things like uh, well, blockchain yeah, and stuff like it, that? But Well, not blo- I don't think there's a blockchain alternative for web hosting. But no. um, there's okay. other ones out there. There always have been. It's just no one really can compete with Amazon on pricing. That's that's how they're good at basically everything they get into. Is they, Hank, Hank only knows blockchain is a word that's used with tech people and he thinks yeah, it's really it. cool. He has <laughs> no idea what it actually means. you just get means? some Bitcoin and host your website yeah, with that? Yeah, blockchain website. Listen, we've talked about this before. We've <laughs> talked about this before. The same the, the same way that you, you could set up like server farms using the same stuff uh, like what, what blockchain is. Yes or no, Babyface? Since you're the tech guy, yes or no? Is that impossible? Blockchain, not really. That would be like a distributed hosting across all, like, I mean, you're, you're ba- I think what you're saying is you would have like a distributed hosting where it's like, like it, it's hosted across everybody's computer. But no, that's not really a thing. Yeah. Not Why for, is that not, not really for, a thing? There's people. I have seen I have seen videos on the YouTube where there's people who set up their own server farms and then they make money and stuff like that doing Bitcoin. Distributed but, server. It's I mean, it's yeah. possible. But right. for like list, I don't know that. No, that's no, you can happen. run computers in your house that mine uh, cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah sure. Get, that doesn't that's a separate yes i know technical endeavor from hosting a website right yeah. yeah why don't we just use that well if those dudes have those computers they're not always doing stuff why don't we just use that around the world to be all technically, if someone who's mining cryptocurrencies they set them up and they literally always do that there's something i mean so yes there, there's a whole lot of tech that would go into just like widely distributing your server load to every user's computer as they log on and log off. It's let, possible. Let me just say it this way, Hank. Uh-huh. It's it's roughly equivalent to when people say, let's start our own YouTube. Yeah. Because you're kind of saying, let's start a competitor to Amazon.com for web hosting. And it's when you start to get into it, it, it gets roughly that difficult where it's you can't compete. With yeah. Right now, right now, it's basically Amazon's like 95% market share uh at microsoft azure is like four percent market share and google is like nipping at the heels at like a half a percent or something yeah they're too busy stealing our data and just putting yeah. it on the servers <laughs> um, to let so, anyone else use the servers right my other my other tech advisor richard hughes says there is dns in blockchain boom boom so the old you guy don't even know what I don't know what that means. What does no, that mean for the audience? I, I have what no idea. I don't know. <laughs> Richard just agreeing with me. That's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah that's all he needs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've looked into this. This is a thing. I'm living in the future. I don't know about you guys. 
You're just, you're just steps that you're, you're playing 3D chess. You're ahead of us right now. Oh, those are, those are bad words. Chess. Yeah, those are bad words. Listen, it's just like, do you know, did you guys see that um, recently the Navy came out and said that those videos that people have been showing with the, with the um, UFOs, that that's real? I, I saw yeah. this headline today. You okay? You saw it too. So okay. I don't so, know what to think of it because one of the articles I saw said Blink 182 shared the video. Yeah, one of the so guys. They weren't supposed to share them. that. I'm like, how does a band get a, a classified video? Because uh, they're the millionaires. Because they're no, millionaires. No, 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 no. Tom DeLonge, who was originally from Blink 182, has gone off the fucking deep end <laughs> and is now a UFOologist. Why like does it have to be off the deep end, babyface? That's not even <laughs> cool. <laughs> Go watch his like latest interviews. He's fucking nuts. Speaking yeah. of this subject, you, you guys see when Dan Aykroyd went on Joe Rogan's thing? Yes. Yes. I never realized what? he was so into UFOs. Yeah, no. he was. He's very in the the the. He's, what was it like the. The, like the black suit guys that would like follow him and like tell him don't yeah, do stuff about, or whatever. Um, he's what? into everything. I, he's I into ghosts. He's into ghosts. He's into yetis. He's into oh yeah. Dan Aykroyd this crazy story where like the men in black show up and tell him about some UFO thing he's working on, and then he like turns around and they like disappear in like midair, and then he turns. It, it's some it's of crazy. Those stories were a, li- a little tough to keep up with, yeah. but the one the uh, honestly the most disin pointing part of that entire interview for me was oh, when oh. he said he bought because i'm a car guy mm-hmm. he bought those used um mercury marquees basically a crown bit yeah the, yeah um right. and he said they had like some diplomatic government whatever you know mm-hmm. they had some some stuff on them that wasn't just straight factory mm-hmm. and i'm like so dan Aykroyd in real life buys surplus government cars just like elwood blues did in the movie like yeah was that worth a mention? Yeah, that's, that's not just the movie. He does it in real life too. Yeah, yeah, Joe. I think Joe. I think Rogan said a little bit of something about it, but he didn't go down the path I would have. Uh, first of all, that was very good interview. Did not know that Dan Aykroyd sold that Skull Vodka. He's been yeah. doing it for like ten years too. I couldn't I believe that. It's did been not a long know time. That. Yeah, now I got to get me some Skull Vodka. Um, not that I drink, but whatever. <laughs> You know, I can use use that on Lola. Um, my the most disappointing thing for me in that interview is um, when they started talking about the the Ghostbusters with all the chicks. And uh, Joe, <laughs> he Joe, praised it. They, yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan like said, "What do you think about that?" He said, "Oh, I thought it was very good, very well done." And Rogan well, just let that go because I was screaming uh, at the TV. That was horrible. No, he has to because he owns part of the franchise. He's not going to dog his own franchise. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, but like Rogan should have hey, came in and said hey, something. How like, was that last show you did with some guest who was wildly unpopular? And you're going to be like, yeah, "It was terrible." We're thinking about ending the show over it. You know what no, I mean? You're not well, going to say that. Listen, he's going to say, "Oh, you know what? Well, we." we do some things better we're doing um, a new one with all the original cast because we didn't like that cast yeah um <laughs> you're talking to a guy who my first show was with vada so whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't face me <laughs> you cannot face me with that um listen i was very disappointed I, I think rogan should have at least came in and said respectfully uh mr Aykroyd, i love you but uh that ghostbusters were shit no, no. If you watch him with any regularity, you will notice the only time he confronts anyone, it is someone who's generally speaking conservative on one of those issues. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever, because you watch, he had what's her face, the MP that's running as a Dem. Uh, she's still in the military. Um, uh, oh, Tulsi? Tel- 
Tulsi yeah. Gabbard. Yeah. She was like, he never confronts her about her anti-Second Amendment views, even though he oh, he loves he, he loves her though. He loves her, man. Yeah, yeah. Andrew yeah. Yang. We never talked about guns or the ridiculous math of giving people a ton of money. I couldn't watch just, that one. Just left it off the table. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't um, watch that. You know, one. he's done it with other people that are anti-gun. You know what I mean? But yeah. when Stephen Crowder said, "I don't really think I like to argue about weed because I don't, I'm not, I don't study it and pay that close of attention," he's like, "What? We have to throw down over this." And the yeah. same thing happened with Candace Owen when he, she's like, "Yeah, I'm not really into this whole climate stuff." You know? Yeah. And I felt bad for her because all she needed to end Joe Rogan's ranting at her and i think the audience missed out too is to say i don't i don't know who's right because i'm not a climate scientist what the part i object to is where they say we're going to charge you more money as just a regular person trying to live on this planet because we came up with some stuff and yeah now you owe us more taxes so whenever you turn something into a tax that's when i'm against it yeah um candace owen i think sometimes she's too nice Sometimes she doesn't want to drop bombs. That's kind of like what happened with that whole this whole situation that went down with uh, like T.I. and Keller Mike and all that. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched part of it where T.I. tried to like get at her and she's being too nice to let that little short sawn off midget T.I. come at you like he's hard or something like that, man. I mean, he weighs about literally like 75 pounds. You know, I have not seen so. that interview, so I don't. And I didn't realize he was that small. Is he like five foot flat or something? I don't know. He's tiny. Probably Lola's taller than that dude. And I like Ti as a rapper. I'm not trying, whatever. But I don't care what he thinks about it. But he tr here's what happened in that. For anyone who didn't see it, he came down on her. He was like, "Tell me when America was ever great." And then she was sure. trying to like she was trying to tell him, well. You know, because they, cause they, they came back at her about slavery and things like that. And she's like, every country in the world has had slavery. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, but some countries still have it today. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I think America was great from the beginning and it's great now. One of the things with Trump, like the, the whole make. So I think what happened to a lot of people, especially in the hip hop community, make America great again. There's a lot of black people and people in the hip hop community that thinks that that means that somehow like it relates to Obama and America wasn't great because they elected Obama or some kind of craziness, whatever that is. And so, I don't know. I My thing is that America's always been great. It's made mistakes. Lots of other countries around the world have made mistakes, but America's come back from that. We still have slavery. That's what she was trying to tell him, that there's still slavery in the world. If you're all mad about that, how about go to Africa, go to the Middle East, go to the places around the world where there's still, there's still slavery in America for that fact. Can, can I ask real quick? Yeah. Who the hell is this like fuckboy on the right with his like yellow pants and yellow scarf over around his neck? <laughs> um, Looking at that Candace Candace Owens video. Okay, you're gonna have to show me. Uh, a oh my god, let me grab a, let me grab like this that. this like where I am in this video and send it to you because yeah. like who is this dude with a scarf? It's, I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god, he looks ridiculous. I think America has always been. I think America has always been great. There's mistakes that have been made in America from lots of different people, but America um, is di is different from any other country in the world because of how they've dealt with it and grown out of it. So um, if a lot of those guys, so for example, Ti, this famous video of Ti trying to like get this African dude that's a security guard at his um, at his you know he's got like a he lives in a community. And he came there drunk one day without ID, and the guy wasn't going to let him in. And um, and T.I. tried to get the guy fired. What is he talking sure. about? You know what I'm saying? The people like that can't tell me anything. So, 
Uh, let me see. Yeah, if I, I don't like that. Is. And the other thing the left always floats out when the subject comes up is the the whole reparations thing, mm-hmm. and that that really strikes a nerve with me because I I think we need to stop letting them get away with that bullshit and be like, well, that wouldn't be just, and you know, there'd be con- economic consequences. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Yes, let's take your logic and let's take it. Not not like Bernie. Let's forgive the student debt. Let's take it whole hog. Which one of you? Blue blood, rich son of a bitch, assholes, family has money from when their family owned a plantation. You assholes should pay reparations. Don't put it on the back of every American that's working hard. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Okay, babyface, I have no idea who that guy is. I don't right? He looks him. ridiculous, though. Yeah, I don't but even yeah. recognize him. Yeah, so I'm I sorry. Say, you do talk- the research and make the families that actually made money from mm-hmm. owning slaves, make them pay reparations. That's, that's equitable. I'm actually okay with mm-hmm. it. But just pass it as yet another way to you know, increase yeah. taxation. And, and my thing know, about my thing about that is, what are you are you also going to get reparations from the Africans that sold their own people into slavery? Well, that that's a very complicated part of it. And then if your family <laughs> moved here from, you know, you're wherever. So if you're black and you moved mm-hmm. here in 1986, mm-hmm. do you do you get paid? You shouldn't. You weren't um, part of your family history two, lineage didn't go back to slavery. Yeah, I have two <laughs> answers to that. No. One answer is no. But if they're actually going to pay that, yes, I'm going to try. <laughs> like, wait, as, one of the people, as one of the people who moved here in the 80s. <laughs> um, no, it's, ridi- it's a ridiculous idea. I think we're past it. Um, if they didn't do it back then, then I think back then maybe it should have been done for sure, right? If, the, if that's what they said they were going to do and they didn't yeah, do like, it back then. could have said, hey, you guys – made a ton of money you got to give these everybody a parting gift so they can start their lives that would have been timing to do yeah like i said america is not perfect and there's lots of bad things that happen there's lots of been there's lots of people in america that have been cheated you know um if we really dig back into history remember remember when they were giving instead of paying these soldiers gold they were giving them certificates and then when the soldiers try to collect, I'm try- I can't remember that. Someone here is going to tell me what they that like land grants or something, right? No, they gave them these certificates. And when they came to Washington to get the gold, they basically um, like turned out the army on these guys and killed a bunch of these guys when they're like, hey, we want, you know, we want our money. Uh, so, OK, someone's going to put it in here. I can't remember exactly what that was okay. called, but we'll I remember look up looking the into statistics. That. But in the meantime, the moral of the story is never trust the government. No, that's this is why guns just never. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is why guns. This is why we're mm-hmm. not, you know, we're not um, uh, like this is why I don't want to be disarmed. I'm not given. I don't want the government to only have stuff. Everything the government has. I want. I want nuclear missiles. Mm-hmm. I want submarines. I want attack helicopters. Yes. Drones. Everything. You know, when people ask me that question, do you think you need. So do you think you need a tank? Absolutely. Several. <laughs> if I can afford to own it, I should be allowed to have it. Yeah, hell yeah. If I can own it and maintain it, oh. I should be allowed well, to have that, it. Well, that raises an interesting argument, though. Think how much more we could afford if they weren't taking all this income tax out yeah. of our pay. Well, sure. yes. Consider the fact that I'm paying They're for them. They're buying it with our money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm paying for them to have more guns than me? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's not and how that's supposed to work. we're paying for the security in Washington, D.C., at every building they go in and out of. Mm-hmm. We're paying for a lot of their travel. Yeah. And, you know, we pay for actual security to travel with them. Uh, when they reach a certain level, I don't know exactly where that happens, yeah. but it definitely happens with presidential candidates. Yeah, Robert uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke's group, uh, I guarantee, has has plenty of fully automatic weapons that we are not allowed to own. 
Yeah, and why? he's the one that all wants all of our our guns. Why is he allowed to change his name from Robert Francis to Beto? <laughs> no. How does that? How does he get a pass for that? I have no idea. Yeah. And then and then speak broken Spanish to Spaniards or Whoa. to that was Mexicans. So awful. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, you know what's funny? I talked to native Spanish speakers about that, and they said it was horrible. Oh. His speech was horrible. It. They said I. I didn't even like it, and I was hoping that maybe I would if someone would speak to me in my native tongue, but they mm. no, because it's it's awful. No, <laughs> yeah. Let me um, let me let's uh, hit something here. Let's talk about some new stuff here. So I'm going to talk about the cult thing, and I'm going to throw that up here in, uh, on the screen if I can. Let's see, can I do this? No, nope, not throwing it. It's not going on the screen. Why is that? Now I've messed up my screen ability. Now we lost. Yeah, your audio did that weird thing again, and I oh, bet you're oh, okay. Mac- yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, so Amoland has an article about Colt. Basically, Colt is um, not making AR-15s for the civilian market anymore, and they put out. Um, can you guys still hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put out this letter. I am going. I'm trying to find the letter now. Where's the letter? Okay, <laughs> this sounds like the highest form of fuddery. The company did reaffirm their commitment to the civilian market in the form of revolvers and 1911s. Revolvers? I mean, and 1911. I love 1911s as much as anyone, but let's <laughs> no. be honest. We're not. Oh uh, man. We're not. You're not supporting uh, the teams by saying, "Listen, I'm going to make." Uh, AR-15 style rifles for you, and you can have 1911s. Yeah. Babyface, I'm going to send you this thing so you can read it here just so I can see what's going on. Read the memo. Read the memo, yeah. West Hartford, Connecticut, September 19th, 2019. There have been uh, numerous articles recently published about Colt's participation in the commercial market. Some of these articles have incorrectly stated or implied that Colt is not committed to the consumer market. We want to assure you that Colt is committed to the Second Amendment, highly values its customers, and continues to manufacture the world's finest quality firearms for the consumer market. The fact of the matter is that over the last few years, the market of modern sporting rifles has experienced significant excess marketing capacity. Given this level of manufacturing capacity, we believe there is adequate supply of modern sporting rifles for the foreseeable future. On the other hand, our warfighters and law enforcement personnel continue to demand Colt rifles, and we are fortunate enough to have been awarded significant military and law enforcement contracts. Currently, these high-volume contracts are absorbing all of Colt's manufacturing capacity for rifles. Colt's commitment to the consumer market, however, is unwavering. We continue to expand our network of dealers across the country and supply them with expanding lines of the finest quality 1911s and revolvers. The end of the day, we believe it's good sense to follow consumer demand and to adjust as market dynamics change. Colt has been a stout supporter of the Second Amendment for over 180 years, remains so, and will continue to provide its customers with the finest quality firearms in the world. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to go too far in in saying things against Colt, uh, you know, because they may still be on our team on some important legislative thing in the future. But as far as this pertains to this, I mean, if you just read it and think in economic terms, what they said without the fancy language is, we're earning money with our maximum manufacturing capacity selling to the government, which takes its money by force from you mm-hmm. to, to give us money. And by, by the threat of force. That's the mm-hmm. only reason, you, the only way you can collect taxes. Right. And we're making good money doing that, so much so that we're not even going to try to compete with, say, Palmetto State Armory that's going out of the way to make 
the most uh, affordable firearms that they can. Mm-hmm. So that 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 rubs me the wrong way to say the least. Yeah, and Diesel there... Vision. I'm sorry. Let me just get this comment in real quick. And and Diesel Vision says, "Love you guys, but you're completely missing the point of Colt." So uh, he hey, said, love to go ahead and more. elaborate for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. elaborate for us. I think he says Colt also doesn't have civilian AR niche either. Uh, I'm trying to, what is the point exactly Colt, of Colt and Diesel? Let us know Colt and I'll say has it. priced themselves out of the AR market. That's their problem right now. Mm-hmm. Colt has, Colt wants to, <clears throat> basically in my mind, Colt is like the Apple of the firearms world where they want to maintain a high price point and have sort of a mystique of their firearms. So they're pricing themselves out of the civilian market. When I Palmetto thought Glock Armory, was the Apple because every time they come out with something new, that's slightly different, old and everyone lines up and goes, oh, I need that one too. Sort of. I, yeah. I just yeah. Colt has Maybe. like a brand that they're trying to protect in my saying. mind. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So they're trying to protect they're their brand. They're definitely keeping their price wanna, up. And, yeah. Yeah. Instead of let PSA take their market share of the four hundred dollar AR market. You know what? In terms of they're running a company, they had like a bankruptcy. They had to manage their way out of not too long ago. So I mean, they have to do they have to run the company first, and I understand that. So you know, hopefully they have our back on actual, real, important Second Amendment issues. The optics of this are not good, though. So you know, sort of we have to to keep scrutiny on them. To be perfectly honest, if if they are if they're continuing to fight for second amendment stuff and they're just deciding like, look, there's no money for us in the civilian market. It really doesn't bother me. I, I would, I would love to own a, a 6920 or whatever the fuck they're called, but it's just always too expensive. I look down the line at something that I can build myself and have just as good a quality. And it's like, do I really need to have a pony on the side other than my Python? Do I need to have a pony on the side of my, my AR? Like, really? Yeah. So that's always been my thing. With well, Colt. and you are a cult. You are, you, you like, I like cult cult stuff. Yeah. I like, cult. I yeah. always have. Yeah. I have a 1911 and a Python. Um, yeah. but that's back. I have a series 70 and uh, 1970s Python. So that was like the heyday of their pistols. Yeah. So anti-diesel vision says they aren't making money in the civilian market. Exactly. A baby face. But so here's the thing. So let's say they're not making money in the civilian market. That's their own fault. And also, yes, everyone out there is making an AR 15, Okay, got that. They're obviously making money, as John was saying, from the from um, you know from the military, from law enforcement, right? So why do you need why do you need to alienate people by coming out and saying we're not selling to civilians anymore? Why don't you Ew, just why, reduce? Yeah, well, could they have just avoided the, just letting this bad news altogether? Yeah, I feel like, why do this? I feel like what they could have done is left one CNC running and just trickled out product a little by little to satisfy the cult nerds and then just not say anything. Just don't say anything because you really didn't have to. Honestly, at this point, they could pay Palmetto to do it. Their manufacturing capacity is huge. They could let them license, just like send them lowers and be like, throw these parts on yep. with all this huge staff of people you have putting out these and get the price point down and make everyone happy. It I seems think, like a yeah. massive screw up on cold. Cold's I think that they're just simple. trying to they're, they're just trying to like somehow throw it in our face or or, um, you know, they're trying I mean, to it feels like a middle finger. Yeah, or they're trying to virtue signal to. First of all, Colts owned owned by a group. I looked it up earlier. We can if you if you look on Wikipedia, you'll see it's actually really one guy that has like some kind of investment group, and he owns it. And Diesel Vision says PSA is on some Walmart takeover style 
pricing and Colt can't hang, but the military doesn't buy PSA rifles. Um, I don't, PSA isn't even trying to get government. Contracts. The military is not buying Colt rifles right now. They're, they're not buying Colt PSA rifles, really. Is so the, is the um, Sam's Club of the firearms market. They don't deal in high priced <laughs> rifles. They deal in volume. And that's how they make their money, and it's great for all of us. But well, yeah, Colt it, just – The weird they thing actually, is because mm-hmm. Hank was at that thing with me, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming – I'm just going to say stuff they told us, so assuming it's the truth, which mm-hmm. I have every reason to think it is. They had some um, quality complaints early, early on when they were farming out some of their processes, mm-hmm. and since then, they've literally brought everything in-house. We toured the facilities. We saw yeah, it's very high-end right now. We saw so. they're making the barrels. We saw they're yeah. making everything. And there's, there's they're stuff. not letting any of it out outside. They're doing it all, you know, with machines in the U.S. and managing to keep the price that low. So what they have a little bit of bad PR they're trying to get over from that. But there's really there's their stuff. And they showed us in the one room where they're checking the hardness or the smoothness or the tolerance, whatever, was was at or exceeding mil spec in, in everything that we saw. Yeah, they've they've upped their um, their QC. That's one. Um, they've also, by the way, they also own Leadstar, which is kind of like a high-end thing. You know, uh, yes, they're being very competitive with the price. But let's be honest. I mean, ARs, they don't really need to be as expensive as they are coming out of coal. I mean, the, this is just a reality, well, right? Well, I say this all the time, too. When Obama was in office, it would be, oh, you know, everyone's scared and the prices would go up. And mm-hmm. a lot of these companies were making a lot of money, you know, because the market – had driven the price up, and some of them can't hang right now. I don't yeah. know if Colt will end up being one of those. But we've already seen a lot of smaller companies go out of business. They were churning out lowers, charging two hundred dollars, and now no one will pay that. So yeah. they can't. If, their overhead was too high, they can't keep the doors open. And right. I don't feel bad for those people because they were essentially, you know, uh, pouncing on and and uh, you know, preying upon the American gun owner, which is just not okay. It's yeah. I mean, that's how the the market does. It's it's gonna swing back and forth, and some people are gonna get eaten by it, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, also, the know. politicians here kicked up this market by trying to make an AR-15, yeah. an inanimate object, into a bad guy. They kicked they up love, this market. If you think PSA's about gotta it, gotta love this climate. As as shitty as much as we all hate this climate. From a business standpoint, it's got to be like yeah. their their pocketbooks well, have to be. Wonderful. Well, and that's the thing. So I don't know, Hank, if you used to make, uh, you know, show off their mag deal that they had. I forget mm-hmm. what the P mags were like. Was it six ninety nine or seven? Mm-hmm. I know because people would always ask us, like, oh my gosh, you know, where are they getting this so cheap? I'm like, I don't know. I just advertise for them. I don't. Mm-hmm. They're just buying do, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> getting but a good I mean, deal. And they're not charging twenty, thirty bucks a mag just because there's demand. They're keeping that price low. Yeah. Here's one of the things I'm trying to say. If you think back, let's go back like 10 years ago, right? You know, I think I saw, I really got into this like seven years ago, but let's go back 10 years ago. What was the price of your average AR? I'm going to say it was around a thousand bucks. I think it was. Yeah. And, and for not great ones either for, yeah. you know, just kind of mediocre. I'm not saying they were right. garbage. Right. There is no high point equivalent in the AR market. I don't think anyone's considered like that cheap and, and clunky. The yeah. cheapest was like what, Delton or um, – What's the one from Kentucky? Uh, Anderson's were kind of cheap there for a Anderson's, while. Not, yeah. not double star. Cheap. When I first started double this, I got a double bad. star. That was that were, was entry level. And somebody had a, a plastic lower at one point, didn't they? Yeah. Several. Yeah, they've had Just a couple polymer? companies that have, yeah. they have come and gone for polymer lowers. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are, are – yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm glad someone tried to make one and tried to yeah. innovate. Personally, I'm, I'm going to stick with the little yeah. ones. So if you think about it, when they started getting um, crazy on this and everyone went out there and everyone was trying to get their, like as many ARs as they could get, basically what happened, the industry started manufacturing ARs. Everyone jumped into the AR game. The prices came down. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how yeah, market works. the market it's got flooded, happens. and then and some that, people decided to do it well and not jack the prices to the roof. That's a big thing. Like Palmetto, yeah. and that really drove the price. Because even even today with Palmetto, their whole vision is to isn't get a gun in the hand of every American. That's mm-hmm. their business. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. their mission statement. Even at the level that they're trying that hard to do it, they're not nearly as far under price of the other competitors as they as they would have been if they were doing this a few years ago. And mm-hmm. we all know that materials cost, labor cost. And you know, shipping and all the other overhead, your electricity bill, those don't go down. Mm-hmm. So what that proves to us is someone could have been making four to five hundred dollar ARs and making a profit ten years ago. Yeah, um, Jason yeah, St. Pierre. No one but, was right. Yeah, Jason, yeah, absolutely. Jason, sorry, Jason St. Pierre says the poly ATIs are really good now. A lot of the polymer stuff is better. They've, it came out. There were problems with it. They, people improved it. This is the same thing happening in the AR market. There's guys, people started making more of them. People started figuring out how do you make, listen, there's people that made ARs the wrong way, as simple as it seems like, okay, it's easy to make. So now people are getting better. Companies like PSA are saying, okay, we're going to do this better now. Yeah. Right? Remember when these came out, well, not the 19X is a bad example. When Glocks first came on the market, they were oh, it's plastic. You know, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. There was, I don't, there weren't that many polymers that were popular. You know, and as time goes on, and materials science gets better, that, mm-hmm. that becomes totally viable, which which is great. You know, I I, I wasn't dogging plastic lowers. Like no. for now, though, I'm going to stick with aluminum. Yeah, um, but if we want to talk about what's the cheapest, that and the polymer 80. Sorry, babyface. Yeah, polymer 80. Yeah. Definitely cheap. Yeah. yeah. They're, Polymer 80s they're, aren't that cheap, though. It's mostly just because people don't have to serialize it. They like to build yeah. it at home. I've looked yeah, at that's, that's the clock and ARs. It's not, it's not really a savings. It's, it's, you're paying 450 for a, a, a 19 with. Yeah. If, and the, currently, the Veterans Day thing, I can get them cheaper than that. Um, the, the whole, yeah, people don't know the wholesale on those things. They um, shit their pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, um, the, the thing I was trying to say, that PSA is doing it you know, dirt cheap. And it kind of makes me upset how much money everyone was trying to make on our backs. You know, when like, are, were we really worried about Liberty or were we just worried about making a buck? Mm-hmm. There, there was the other problem at the time I would say with brand names, quote unquote, brand names of parts. So like Colt uses tool craft, uh, receipt, uh, not receivers, tool craft bolts and carriers. Toolcraft is a is a brand name that would machine their stuff for them. It was it's a standard metal. It's just like it was a standard steel that you machine it all out of. But they bought Toolcraft ones because I think that was the name of it because that was like the that's the premier brand. Nowadays it's like you don't you don't really need that. That's the same metallurgy. You're just not paying for the brand of the metallurgy. You're mm-hmm. getting it from another supplier. Is it like, is it like getting snap-on tools when you could? Yeah, get, no, like, totally. One of the you know gear wrench or one of the yeah. other ones. Yeah, and it's, it's sometimes the even. Made by the everything. same company, but cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just you're not paying for that brand name, so it's cheaper. Yeah. And now that Palmetto's machining it all themselves and making it all themselves, it's even cheaper. So yeah. Um, I remember when I started doing this. So my friend Yak Yaz, he was uh, he was in combat, right? He's a, a combat veteran. Um, you know, he was uh, what was it? Um, what does Yak Yaz stand? Oh, you ain't uh, cavalry, you ain't shit. So he was in cavalry. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> you know, he's actually out there in combat. If you go back and look at the thing. So I remember when we, so he served and he had an, um, a Colt, uh, Ellie, what was it? 6920. He had the Colt. 6920. That's the popular one, right? Yeah. He had that. He believes in that thing. I'm going to tell you how much he believes in it. I remember there was something we were doing and I actually got my, my hands on this AR. It was, it was, you know, to me, I thought it was a decent AR and I gave it to him. He's like, I don't want this. Sure. I was like, "What's the what's the matter with it? What's what's wrong with this thing? It's not a cult, mm-hmm. totally." <laughs> you know, that was his that was his idea. So that used to work back in the days. I don't really think that's working anymore. That's up to cult to do something about it. But let's say they decide, screw these people. You know, they've got tons of choices. We don't want to do this. I really think big massive mistake to send the signal to people that we don't like we're going to keep making this but we're only going to make it for the military and law enforcement that's maybe even overpaying or whatever but we don't care about you guys you know we're only going to give it to the elites or the special people screw you you're not even like worthy of it because you don't want to pay us two thousand dollars for them that's a big mistake you know the perfect pr fix for this Mm mm-hmm they should start making AKs and selling them to American civilians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, too late for Colt that. Too late that, for that. Yeah. PSA is already in that game, so um, I don't I think mean, they can. Yeah, Colt, if Colt made a Kalashnikov clone, it would be like forty-five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know what's the, the other thing? I just one, yeah. you know what's the other thing I just thought of? Connecticut, because I remember I had this uh, conversation with the guys from Standard Manufacturing in Connecticut. You can't. So the, the if let's say these are getting made in Connecticut. The people that work in in the coal factory can't buy those. Can't anyway. even own it. No, can't own it. Well, it, well, Magpul is one of the companies that up and moved, uh, you know, a lot of their their business on principle over one of the magazine bands, and that was, really? you know, it's something you can you can think, you know, what they put their money where their mouth is. The mm-hmm. the opposite of say Benchmade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a bad move for them. I think if they, they should have just very, if they wanted to bring down the production or whatever, just very quietly do that. Just bring it down. There'll be yeah. less in stores and people will just start buying, yeah. uh, what is it, Smith & Wesson M&P 15s because they're Yeah, they're you don't have to make a big statement. You don't have to go out there and do all this. And then gun guys like us rightly look at you and go, oh, you're bastards. You yeah. Know, you're kicking yeah, us you. in the face. Screw yeah. you guys. Yeah, so... I don't think it was cool. Bad move on their part. So um, feel free. I'm sure people are out here going to leave things. By the way, if you have a cult, nobody's mad at you. You're not evil Mm because you have a cult. I Uh, I have one, but I bought it a long time ago. Yeah. I never had one. I do have a Bushmaster. Mm. I have a Bushmaster uh, rifle. Bushmasters are good, though. That Dirty Harry's gun? No, this is a Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Let me show Babyface. Dirty Harry had a Smith. Well, I don't even know. It was a 44 mag. This is my 44. Yeah, oh, Dirty Colt Harry icon. was a poor working class cop. He couldn't afford the Colt. There's the pony. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Babyface still showing off. You're not evil because of that, Babyface. I love this gun. We forgive you. It's the only, the only, <laughs> well, no, I have two. I have this and a Series 70. Wait, so you actually like wheel guns, though? I do. I do like wheel That's guns. Because cool, a lot of people now are just like, oh, I have a Glock. It holds enough ammo. Why would you ever get a wheel gun? They're dumb. Oh, They're no, the, it, the 1800s called. They want their guns back. Wheel <laughs> guns are awesome. I love my wheel guns. I love – I still like my 1911. It's just it's, – I mean it's not going to be my home defense gun ever, but it's fun to shoot. There's nothing like shooting a high-end wheel gun. But did and this isn't even that high-end. Is what is that? Is that uh, – Is that a Ruger? No. A Smith? 
Yeah, this is the Smith, Smith with the um, it has the titanium silver. Yeah, super, oh, super lightweight. Light. Yeah. I think they're like eleven or twelve ounces empty. Yeah, I love it. Stupid. Yeah, they're so fun. you feel that in the hand, then you feel. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do, and it's unpleasant. But I mean, yeah. you don't go to the range to shoot, you know, 40, 40 to fifty rounds of three fifty seven through a five shot revolver. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. there's there's not really any function check. Does the cylinder turn and the hammer go back and then go forward? Good okay. To go. Yeah. That's a good um that's a good carry good carry thing right there. Um, now I'm not good at reloading uh cylinders on the fly. Uh, I, I enjoy revolvers, I'm not very good at them. That's why I, this is super easy. <laughs> so I hundred percent understand why everyone likes uh you know. Some people carry those as, Yeah. Some people carry those lightweight guns, uh revolvers though as like a backup in case you're yeah. getting into something and you're like, I, you know, your Glock might I go out of battery. Carry backup. No, I don't know about you guys. Um, if I start going no. down that road, I'd end up carrying like four yeah. guns. My backup <laughs> is in my backpack, so I have something on me, and then I have my backup. You, you, do you want to see my, what my backup, backup is? is? Just don't go to that neighborhood. That's yeah. my backup. So my just, yeah. just stay out of that neighborhood. I'm pretty much just, um, this is Florida. Florida. All yeah. of Florida is that neighborhood, by the way. So here's my backup. Here's my backup right here. What? Oh, Hank's favorite gun. Oh, you have one of those. Ugh. There Do they go. talk about those in TI's interview too? Because I hear those are very popular with that. The, with uh, the, the, the folding locks? With the wrapper yeah. with the wrapper class? Yeah, with the wrapper <laughs> really? class. Like, literally. Probably. When I met the guys that um I can't I can't place his name, it was an NASGW, it was in Pittsburgh. The guy that uh, sells those and like what's the company called? Full Conceal. Full Conceal. Full Conceal. And he uh, I think he man does most of the I, I don't want to call it manufacturer, retrofitting. Uh, out in uh, Vegas, I think, somewhere mm -hmm. outside uh, Vegas in Nevada. Yeah, they're anyway, in Nevada. Mm -hmm. He said some of their best marketing and some of the best PR they ever got is when rappers would mention their, yeah. they got their full block. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think it was Drake and Gunna. I, I was just going to say, that, Drake, how do you though. think Dracos are so popular? Because yeah. they're not good guns. Yeah, I mean, we're human beings. It's marketing. It's like NASCAR, right? Remember back in yep. the days, NASCAR, yep. the thing ran around the track. Everybody had to have one. I guess that's what well, you guys are saying. Draco AKs or Draco AKs, yeah, yeah. I mean, every every wannabe rapper has one. I, I want to talk about AKs too, since we're talking about ARs. How funny is it to think? So when I first was getting into guns, and like, I don't know, we'll just say 15 years ago to make it simple. No, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so I was in my early 20s. So I'm kind of you know wanting to get into guns and whatnot. Mm -hmm. AKs were like pretty cheap. I remember you could get them for three fifty, maybe okay, four hundred. I thought bucks. you were going to say seventy five bucks, but <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> Nineteen sixty two. I hear um, that never happened. Apparently, that never uh, happened. But they were much cheaper than ARs because ARs, like you were saying at the time, were pushing a thousand for decent ones, and even the shitty, shitty ones were like seven hundred. Mm -hmm. um, and now that's like completely flipped. Now you can't get an AK for less than what six, seven. And then, um, uh, yeah, ARs are now down. Some of those Palmetto deals are like 300 350 bucks. Yeah, I've I mean, seen them for two ninety for like their lowest end. Uh, that that solid plastic, not adjustable uh, brace, and whatever you know, and a, and a pistol upper. You know, well, the upper doesn't have a gender, right? The, a ten inch upper and a pistol lower. You could do it for like two ninety there for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. It's it's. So those have inverted, and now I find myself like I, the cheapness was half the appeal of the AK to me. 
It was like, oh, it's kind of cheap, and you know, be rough on it, beat the hell out of it. So that's why, like, the really high-end AKs never appealed to me, because the whole point of the AKs, they made a ton of them in the Soviet bloc, and you know, you can get one that got jostled around on a container ship, and the hell beat out of it, and it still runs like a top. Yeah, I think a lot of people it was a cheapness. What would you say, Patrick, to that? You're an AK guy. Is Patrick here? Are you muted, brother? Oh, he might be muted, yeah. Muted. I had to cough, and I forgot to unmute myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think the price factor got people into it originally. That's why it became popular, and mm-hmm. now people are realizing it's a good – even uh, what Larry Vickers in one of his interviews came out saying that an AK variant would be great for your run-of-the-mill military guy that doesn't need anything fancy because um, they're so easy to run. You can't – you cannot – my crank, wherever the hell it is, it's over there in the corner. I don't clean that thing. Like I'll take it apart once every six months to a year and rub the bolt down and maybe run a patch through it. Mm-hmm. But it very rarely gets cleaned or looped, and yeah. it just goes and goes and goes and well, goes. Well, isn't so. the the standard class for if you're teaching beginners, right? That were fresh to the military for the AR. Is, is it is it officially a two day course or is Probably. it is it still one day? It's it's pretty long, and the AK. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the official military language. It's definitely shorter. I don't know how much shorter. But if, I you, could, if you get rid of the whatever the military does and you say, take a person who's never seen this particular firearm before and you need to make them competent and safe, you know, at the shooting range. Mm-hmm. We've all seen child soldiers with AKs. You and know, they know in, what they're doing. In photos. And it's just not that hard. And you can pick it up really quickly. The AR. And, and you, you don't even have to aim with an AK, apparently. <laughs> over the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think one of the one of the things about the AK also was the marketing. I mean, all the bad guys had it. Well, that that, that adds cool factor, man. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> In every movie, <laughs> you know. I think that's also what makes like Uzis and some of those other like SMGs and that kind of a thing cool. You know, even even if good guys had the MP5 and bad guys yeah. had the Uzi, yeah. well, you kind of want both of them. If you look mm-hmm. at it, you don't see the Uzis. You don't see the bad guys with Uzis anymore, and those aren't popular. You know, you you'd see that a lot guys of guys always have like Glock or something something that doesn't photograph real well in low light, where you know it's a gun, but you're yeah you're not really Generic drawn gun. to it. They don't yeah. they don't draw your eye to what it is. Yeah, I see a lot of bad guys with bullpups. By the way, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of that. What to say about you, Hank? I don't. Hey, you know, you got to get on there while you <laughs> you know. Remember, Tech Nines used to be the thing. Now Tech oh, Nines are Nine. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was the gangster gun yeah. back in the what eighties? Yes, I want a Tech Nine. By the way, Mister Arms List. I don't I have, have one. Right I run a website. If you weren't listening at the first part of the interview, <laughs> let's see. Let's go on I mean, right I now. But they're mine. <laughs> Patrick. By the way, uh, Babyface. Patrick says that um, he goes on uh, on uh, Arms List every day, right? At least once a day, if not twice a day. Boom! There you go. Nice. Um, you, go. you guys. So, so it, it goes between uh, this and Florida Gun Trader. Florida Gun Trader just doesn't have as good of a filter system. So, like, when I want to, I want to go on. I want to go to Florida, and then I want to go to Gainesville. Do you I do have the power search for like yeah. uh, caliber and all of that. Yeah, yeah. If like I'm, I'm still trying to find one of the Harrington and Richardson. AAC combo guns that they made uh, okay. a couple years ago. The bolt, the the handy Break rifle open. that was three, yeah, three hundred blackout handy rifle. Mm-hmm. I, arms list is the only place that I can filter down yeah. by Harrington Richardson and three hundred blackout. Um, nice. 
weren't those weren't the, couldn't you was it was um Walmart was selling those right Walmart sold those a lot before I, Dude, that's I a dirty the, word in the gun industry now <laughs> yeah yeah well, but I missed yes, the opportunity they were selling yes, for 250 300 and now people are asking like five when because they stopped producing them yeah so, uh, so about the power search though while we're talking about it so we used to be able to do most of those power search uh, toggles just on the right side there and then we had to move it to its own page because and I, I'm not as a, much of an expert on the tech side of it. But anyway, it was hammering the server on certain searches and causing the site to run slower. And I know we got some complaints right at the beginning, like, hey, you know, what's wrong? You know, where did, did it go? So it's still there. You just have to go over to the other page to enter all your stuff. Oh, I know exactly why it was. Because the way the toggles were working with each field, especially on mobile, was when it was the worst. It would essentially reload the whole section every time you selected one category. Yeah. So now when yeah. you get a power search, you could do manufacturer, caliber, yep. and it was, whichever it, other it, options are on that page all at once, and then execute the search. So it's executing is, like, like dozens better. and dozens more searches. It was, and it was, it was slow. annoying. It yeah. was really annoying before because I would be like, uh, okay, this. Okay, hold on. Now i got to wait for it yeah. to reload. Well, it was funny too because we got some people that complained right at the beginning. But once we sent people that link and like you can just go here, it seems like it, it kind of self-resolved because everyone yeah. figured it out and went, oh, okay, this yeah, is better. You do everything all at once and do the query and it's so much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think as a percentage, most of the users are basically just going to their area geographically. If you're in a small state, maybe just the whole state. But, you know, if Florida's a little bigger, you probably you know, want to stay a little more locally. And they're just kind of scrolling through that's just to see what's out there. I think that's our average. That's what I say. Twice a day, most of the time. I'll check in the morning, check in the evening. Gainesville, Ocala, and Jacksonville. Because Ocala's 45 minutes, Jacksonville's about an hour and 20, 25 minutes. So all those areas, I'm like, is there – and there are some things that I've gotten – I bought some pretty damn good stuff from people that just – if you check like that, you'll find people that just want to move stuff. Oh, yeah. um, I bought a whole box of 9 mil M9 magazines. It was 20 or 30 of them for like 5 bucks or 10 bucks or something. All 30 it, for 10 bucks? 30 of them for like 10 bucks because the guy in Jacksonville, he was like, I just want them out of my garage. <laughs> was like, for, for 10 bucks? That's an awesome yeah, deal. I, I think they were a dollar a piece. So maybe I paid like 20 or 25 bucks for oh, all of them. Okay. You know, it's fu I'm funny. I'm, I'm you know, trying – I'd like to just plug my own website. But you just have to keep your eyes peeled because there's deals everywhere. Like the other day, I went to pick up a Palmetto lower. I got an SBA4 lower. Actually bought two. Mm -hmm. like, I wanted, <laughs> the price was really good. And I was like, oh, I'm was that when we were in the store? No, I didn't oh, buy okay. any guns, firearms while we were there because I was out of state and it's all oh, right, right, right. Okay. So I might as well just buy it yeah. online again. I was trying to trap you. That was an FBI question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't buy any while I was there. No. But anyway, I went to the store to pick it up and I look over and this guy's a jewelry store that, took, that became an FFL as well. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, a designated gun store that's been doing guns for like 30 years. So I looked over and I was like, "Is that a Mossberg 500?" And and he go, he picked up. And he, it was a, um, it was a five, five not, 580, 590, 590. It's an 835. Mm -hmm. 835. Okay. The three because I looked inside. The barrel's like a little fatter. It doesn't it doesn't get smaller at the end quite like the 500. And I looked to the side and said three and a half inch shells. And I flipped it over and like, oh, this is an 835. And it had a little tag. It said a hundred dollars. And I was like, yeah, you can put this on my order. I'll take this too. Hmm. I didn't even bust his balls on the price for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of questions coming in here. Let's get to this. Um, okay. Dude Abide says, uh, 
how will sites like Florida Gun Trader and Arms List function if um, universal background checks are uh, affected? Mm, so I mean, it, it, it wouldn't really affect you guys. Off. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what John said. Sorry. The website just lets you communicate. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, unless it's written in such a way that you're not allowed to let people communicate about regulated things. I mean, you have to transfer your car through the DOT in most states, but mm -hmm. you can list it on Craigslist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you do the paperwork wrong, it's not on the website. So, I mean, unless we get some really, really awful laws, uh, I don't really think we'll see much of a change. Okay. Um, and uh, did you want to add something, Patrick? No, I, it's just from the from the website side, it's not – it won't affect them a whole lot, I wouldn't think, because again, it's just you're. It's not like they're selling guns; they're just a communication tool that allows you to communicate about firearms purchases. So uh, it would just affect all of us who would have to suffer. I, I mean, can't just go pick it up from a guy for twenty bucks or five hundred dollars, whatever. Yeah, I have to go to stupid fucking FFL or. I'm not bitter about this whole idea. No, not at all. At You're all. not bitter at all. <laughs> and uh, while we're talking here, I'll throw up in I'll throw up in this thing. I have some more questions for John, but I'll throw this into our chat here, Patrick, so that you can uh, pull that mm -hmm. up, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Um, let's see. What was the other question? Uh, mm, okay. This new licensed thing. Yeah. So Elfsters rifles and reloading. John, who is actually at the event with PSA with us, uh, Todd, I believe is his name. Um, he says, good question for John. When was the last time you purchased a firearm from someone off of arms list? And did you meet that person in the dark corner of a Walmart parking lot for the transaction? Fair, fair question. I will answer both ways. Uh, I have met people face to face for legal arms length transactions mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. That is only long guns. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But the most recent one I did that was actually arms list. I'm going to think here. I think it, it was... It was, it was one of these. I don't know because I have two, mm -hmm. and I I don't care which serial number is which because I you know I, I don't loan them out or anything. Doesn't anybody. matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was one of those, and a 360 PD came up used locally, and I met him uh, at the gun store. Did the thing. It was actually a gun store that a friend of mine I went to high school with runs. Uh, so they usually give me a pretty good deal on the uh, the paperwork. And I think, guess what? This is a pistol. I would have definitely had to do. What is it? A forty-four seventy-three. Mm -hmm. And then in Pennsylvania, we have an additional form uh, for handguns that does not apply to long guns, and we have to do that. And we actually have our own background check. It's called the PICS system. Oh, it's not. Boy. It's not actually NICS, but it it must talk to NICS. So I, whatever. Well, they're they're very quick to tell you the story. Like technically, it's a PICS check. It's not a NICS check. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that was the last one, and that was probably. Late last year, I think it was still cold outside when I got that 360 PD. It came up used locally for like 650, 700 bucks, something like that. It was it was pretty reasonable because they're up to about a thousand now if you get them new. Okay. Um, does and sorry, I'm sharing screens. You guys won't see my face, but does mm -hmm. do you we do have see you your face that? actually? But go ahead. Do you actually? I tried sharing screen. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll have to try it again. Um, do have you noticed any changes for locations like that where you have to go through an FFL? Is is the market slower? Like here in Florida, the market's on fire. You go to Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, or Miami, and guns are moving through arms list like crazy. Um, um, is it slower there? No, no, I don't think we've seen any slowdown either. Um, I mean, the, this is as good a time as any because it really relates. So it would, it would actually be more awkward for me to not 
plug or mention this. So we have a program called the Premium Vendor Program. Essentially, it gives you like a way better account than what you use as a free user. Um, so they, they can have way more inventory. I think they can upload more pictures or they may be higher quality. I, I don't know exactly. But anyway, and they have like a storefront. So if you browse, I'm sure you see when it's like a, a store and it says Armsless Premium Vendor, you can see like all their inventory at once and they can put up, a, you know, a photo. It's like a real simple profile page where they can put their address, phone number, a picture of the either the street view of their storefront typically or like the people that work there, you know, behind the counter. And uh, we've seen some pretty good growth in that partly because much like PSA, you know, we, we try to keep the price reasonable because we think it's more important for more people to be armed. And, you know, uh, the, the second amendment generally is, is more important than making a do- making a buck. So we keep that program really um, reasonably priced. It's like 30 bucks a month. And, those, you know, the gun stores that do it tend to really like it because they can they get actual foot traffic. I, I haven't talked to anyone that can tell me a website that they put their stuff on that where they got people that walk through the front door as a result of it, other than arms list, you know, okay. cause I was asking them, is there any other website where you list the guns and people show up the next day? Cause a lot of times they'll close and then they'll, you know, go on the computer or their phone and upload the stuff. And like, yeah, guy showed up like when we opened the next day cause he mm-hmm. wanted to see it. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Matt Morrison, I've got, I've got a question along the lines. He says, uh, he says most guys on arms list in New Hampshire do transfers at local gun stores anyway. And so what I wanted to ask you out of that is, um, you know, people are probably assuming when they look at this whole thing, right? You guys get in trouble for this. They're probably assuming that there's all kinds of people on arms lists and other sites like this just doing all kinds of back alley deals. Here's the thing about gun guys. We're very paranoid. We don't want to die in a back alley. Someone Nor sticking us up for Nor do we want to have the moral, uh, even just the, the the stress of knowing we gave a gun to some shit a bag. bad guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we don't want to like, do we that. Don't, we don't have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, no. So no. it doesn't strike you as like a real guy, you know. And, and, and if you're a gun person, you know this. You can kind of feel these people out really quickly. Like, is, is this person a shit bag, mm-hmm. you know, or is this like a I've real never, bad guy? Uh, luckily, from everything that I've sold, I've never had somebody that – has been questionable. Every I mean, time I've sold something, way, it's... Whether it's car guys or gun guys, if you don't just casually end up talking about a couple other things, yeah. and, it, and it just totally makes sense mm-hmm. as part of the conversation, yep. you're not really a gun guy. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So so what do you guys do um, on the site to promote safety? Do you suggest people go to local gun stores, ranges? Yeah, How do you we have say, that you in know? our recommended procedures. You know, meet them in a safe place. Like in some states like New Hampshire, you can literally meet them at like the police station, you know, it's well lit and uh, you've got to be a really dumb criminal to try to, you know, do something illegal. And the police doesn't mind you, they, the they don't, right, they don't mind you over there. I mean, there. I don't think we specifically say to do that anywhere, but right. I, I just meant as an example, if you're in a right. state that allows arm's length, that's not a bad place to go. Um, we, um, in Florida, well, I, I can't say Florida, in Tampa, they, um, Hillsborough County added to all of their fire and police stations, like uh, parking two parking spots that are listed for like Craigslist deals or something nice. like that. Yeah, because yeah, people are dying. Start, people are dying from this of, kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a Craigslist killer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like literally just targeting women and killing them. And that and that's yeah. that's what's really dangerous about this area where people in government that don't understand how the internet works and how really how life works when you don't live in a like a protected little community with where you have armed guards at work and you go home to a gated community like how how the rest of us live um you know it's it's really dangerous because you know the current ffl system is already burdensome Mm -hmm. and you know i i know you guys know because you're informed of these issues the first group to get marginalized 
well, I'll say groups because there's two of them. It's it, anytime you increase any restriction on things is is the poor and minorities. It Absolutely. always happens first, and it mm-hmm. always happens the worst to them. And that's why you can tell people are being disingenuous when the same person will tell you it's too burdensome to make someone have a state issued ID to vote. And the same person will also say, "You got to do this to get a gun." Yeah. We need to make it more restrictive to get a gun because go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Not only do I need about? an ID, I need mm-hmm. a government-issued ID to get the gun. Mm-hmm. I have to pay the government a uh, – we'll call it a ransom mm-hmm. fee to get data, yeah. my own data, out of a database that they built by essentially spying on us. Oh, here's 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 my fee to the overlord so you can release the data to this gun store, and they make a little bit of money as well. And now I'm allowed to have a Second Amendment. So when the same person tells you those two things, you know that they're not genuine about either. No. Very good point, John. I mean, that's a really good point. I wish that Trump would hold out on some of these things and go, you know what? I'm not even going to consider this unless we start getting ID checks for people voting or whatever. I don't want him. I do not want him to put any more gun control in effect at all. But yes, it doesn't make any any kind of sense. Anything either. But I'm sure that's why you want to talk about this bar memo, because that was Mm -hmm. very disturbing that they're Mm -hmm. that they were talking about this at all in Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. I mean, and it's. He's, it's, not, it's not about money for a lot of people. It's about liberty. And I yeah. think that's the important question to kind of ask. Like, Hank, you, you're a great resource for doing this. You'll go to SHOT Show or NRA and say, what is your company's official stance on the Second Amendment? And some of them don't have one. Yes. <laughs> or, or they just say, we would rather not comment on that, you know, mm-hmm. on your on your uh, platform on mm-hmm. the record. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's pretty frightening that you could you could be making money, you know, from that and not actually care. But it's mm-hmm. not surprising it's you know there's there's hypocrites in every industry mm-hmm. doing everything that can be done to make money yeah so anyway Absolutely. i think it's important to look at those things and, and see you know are you putting the almighty dollar over your commitment to liberty and if that's true you know then then that person is essentially a tyrant yeah even if they even if they're not even in government you know if, if you're profiting and putting kind of i mean there are some areas where it's a little harder. Like, you, have you seen these ring, uh, you know, those uh, things you put on your front door, a little okay. webcam? Yeah, like, doorbells. Like, they have expanded their network in some of the ads I've seen recently to a level that's a little bit Big Brotherish. Where I'm glad they're not Google. Put mm-hmm. it that way. Okay. Because they, they, you can like link and have your whole neighborhood can all see the yeah. cameras. Didn't Amazon buy them? The uh, that sounds plausible. I'm not yeah. positive. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that that that's security. If you're, if I mean, if everyone's opting into it that has the camera, I guess that's much better. It's still a little scary. Just think how many cameras are up mm-hmm. and who else could be accessing them at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I wouldn't be quick to judge them because they're saying, "Hey, buy a camera. We'll help you network it to your thing. You can keep an eye on your house." Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you're making a shit ton of money selling guns to the government and you say we don't sell them to civilians, then I I, I would tend to think that that's a bit hypocritical. Yeah. Um, someone says, uh, where is that? Uh, Matt Morrison said, guns and gadgets said gu- Trump has delayed gun control. Um, I know he came out and he said, he's claiming, I would not fall for the okie doke from Trump, me personally. Um, when, I, when I saw him talking, there's like a Fox News interview where he said he doesn't want to do anything that's bad for the Second Amendment. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. He already did stuff that's bad for the Second Amendment. Yeah. Bump stock bands, that's bad for the Second Amendment. You took a piece of plastic, you made it a machine gun, not even attached to a firearm. You made it a machine gun, you made it a felony. 
you know, you put a massive fine behind it. That's bad for the Second Amendment. I wouldn't believe it. And if you take a look at this bar memo, which I think, uh, Patrick, you're going to you're going to talk about that. Here, yeah, right? I'm ready to, to, yeah. to read it out if you want me to. Yes, please do. <clears throat> so it's broken up into two sections. It has the background and the description of what they want to do. Background. Um, under existing law, background checks are required for all firearms transfers through FFLs. Detailed information about the transfer is captured on a 4473, which the FFL maintains for 20 years. Many uh, commercial sales are conducted outside of FFLs, which is not true, without any background check or record-keeping requirements. That's not true. Commercial yeah. sales, that's illegal. That's that's not legal. So mm-hmm. that is not true. Um Consistent with the Manchin-Toomey draft legislation, a background check requirement would be extended to all advertised commercial sales, including sales at gun shows, which you already have to do a background check at a gun show. Uh, background checks would be conducted if you're an FFL. an FFL. Yeah. If you're an FFL, you have to do a background check. It's very check weird they're show. using this word commercial in there. Commercial, mm-hmm. yeah. It's be- because people at a gun show that are just two attendees. I think they're, know, setting, up, they're setting us up for something, yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Background checks will be conducted either through an FFL or through a newly created class of licensed transfer agents. Yeah, Licensed- I saw this too. What yeah, is that? I really hate that, which is why I said – and th- there was an article where Kamala Harris called out arms list recently, maybe three, four weeks ago. And the uh, author, writer, journalist reached out and wanted to comment. And I gave him a pretty extensive one, and he included most of it, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, forget which – which outlet was with. I'll have to get it. Um, so anyway, I said to them in the thing, I said, listen, if you're going to talk about doing more background checks, is it is your goal to do more background checks and make sure that dangerous people aren't roaming about freely and transacting in many things, not just guns? Mm-hmm. Or is your goal to just laser focus on guns because mm-hmm. that's because you really just hate liberty? And in 2019, it's obvious we should be able to have a mobile access with using a mobile device, just be able to access that database immediately. I meet Hag Strange and I say, hey, oh, you want to rent my car on Turo? I, I should probably be able to see if, if you have a you conviction. You have a good driving record, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. not just a driving record, but does he have a conviction for Grand Theft Auto or something? Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, if he's renting out his car for extra money. Why, why is that? I mean, just think of the hypocrisy. Why is that even a difficult thing for us to access? Shouldn't we all have access to people's criminal convictions all the time. Shouldn't that just be easy to get? I don't know about that. I mean, I know special agent, right? I'm not sure about that, man. I know one of the things that they were trying to do was one of the things they were circulating. It's not specifically in this memo. It might be related to this like special class, but they were trying to create an app for this. So if you're yeah, going to, if you're going to sell, like they kind of stole my idea. But- uh, I don't know if I don't like that idea. Well, Personally, I don't like. Listen, it. I I don't like the idea of the government existing. If we want to have that conversation, oh, okay. right? Like we should have privately run roads, and mm-hmm. you know we each have our own property, and we we enforce our rules, you know, because we're we're mm-hmm. intelligent adults. But you know, in so in so far as it does exist, I think mm-hmm. we have to make a decision. Are we going to allow guns to get overregulated? Are we going to say if the if the problem is people with dirty backgrounds? Let's make it about who's a felon and who's not a felon first before we worry about what commercial transaction they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, personally, the the idea – there's a lot of things that could go wrong with these apps, oh. right? 
There's a lot of things that could go wrong. So the idea of someone... That's why we don't want to see any legislation at all. Right, yeah. Now, a next check comes back like uh, go, no go, or hold. They're pretty quick most of the time. There's yeah. still a lot of false positives, and there's still a lot of people doing straw purchases and other crimes that don't get charged. Right. So it's it's already a broken system. Yeah, but... It doesn't get charged ever. It's it's frustrating how much it doesn't. We have um, a, a criminal that lived across the street from my parents that... Dad almost had gotten into a gunfight with because the guy was stepping on their property trying to – like saying, I'll fucking kill you. Literally, I'll fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy goes to prison. He gets caught doing dr- selling drugs, lots and lots and lots of drugs, and goes to jail. He is found to have a revolver in his pocket when they catch him, and the revolver – he's a felon with a firearm, which is not legal, so he couldn't buy it himself. Turns out the girl he was living with across the street bought it for him. There to this day, this has been 15 months, a little over a year. To this day, she has not been charged with any sort of straw purchasing, mm-hmm. which absolutely that was a straw purchase. She bought it well, for his benefit. And, and, and this borders on the same conversation we're just having about privacy and whatnot. I mean, if you have a lawfully purchased firearm and you're not a felon in your home and someone else walks away with it, you know, we. We, that's not something as pro-gun people we want to be the ones saying, hey, yeah, let's make sure you get charged, right? Because what if you're, you have some friend over for dinner and his girlfriend turns out to be a total con artist criminal mm-hmm. and she it's jacks true. one of your guns and they jam you up for a straw purchase? No, see, it's true. I mean? this, so that can all get abused a His girlfriend, his yeah. live-in girlfriend who purchased it two weeks prior. Well, listen, I, I'm the master of the defense straw purchases. Yeah, without it. <laughs> I, it's just that the, the enforcement measures can all be abused so badly, which is why we hate red flag laws so much, yeah. because we know they will be abused. Yeah, without a doubt. When when your dad ran into a problem with this guy, did they arrest him? Uh, no, he didn't end up calling the cops. He, he had it all on video, and the guy finally left and cooled off, and dad was like, we're not having a problem. You and I are going to get along. You, we live across from each other. Like he went, had, went and knocked on the guy's door and was like, we're not doing this ever again. We're not get, we're not going to be disagreeing. You and I are going to get along as best we can. He, mm. he did the man thing instead of calling the police mm. on him. OK, um, but no, he was he that that guy was probably 20 seconds away from being shot because he was from uh, front of the driveway. He started up the driveway at my dad. My dad's I mean, handicaps. I guess you could say that he's had a DVT a couple years ago and can't can't run or anything. He's not mm. a strong you know, in his youth. No, that guy was very close to getting capped and mm-hmm. he, he, they solved it yeah. mutually afterwards. But no, it's. Uh. Yeah. Listen, we have a lot of complicated things going on here. One of the things I think is that um, we're, we're there's a lot of situations that are floating around out there that are just not dealt with properly. Right. But to go back to the app thing, I think the idea of putting it in people's hands that like, OK, now I'm going to have someone what fill out a 4473 on a phone. <laughs> that information is well, going through the app. Well, here's there's, here's the whole reason I think mm-hmm. it's a better idea is that mm-hmm. you would it's a force multiplier. Right. That's because you have more people conducting more background checks more frequently, mm-hmm. which is a positive thing. But we wouldn't link it to any other data than the fact that someone, uh, you probably need a picture of their driver's license or something, right? That so, would be the quickest way to get a positive, uh, good ID, ID is just say someone checked this on this date and this time. And yes, Hank Strange is not a felon. Congratulations. Yeah. That's um, it. So, so for this, for this background thing that's going through right now, would you be fine with it if it were free and not mandatory? If they created an app 
that were free to use oh, for yeah, anybody. That's, that's, yeah, if people can make that choice, if people you can make the choice, you guys. That is that is pretty much the only way it works. Yeah. Completely different thing. I know some. I know John Woods wants us to finish the memo. See, if you have a choice, it's a completely different thing. Because, like I said before, I think that most of us, do, you know, we're not just selling our guns to anyone and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I don't think we should be forced into this. Yeah. You know, See, to be honest, and well, a lot of it people. It has to be free and optional for two reasons. One, because it's an infringement on liberty if it's anything else, and two. Just practically speaking, if you charge money and say it's mandatory, guess who's not going to do it? Oh, everybody. And well, the, well they're of, saying that they're, they're doing all of first. this to catch the it's smugglers. Do it just because right. it's the law. But, but this is do it anyway, though. Yeah, but this is to catch the smugglers and all that, and they're not going to do it. But listen, what, let's what go on. <laughs> let's go on to the memo. Keep going with the memo. Okay, sorry. sorry. Yeah, we, we'll get lost in the weeds. Uh, licensed uh, transfer agents would not carry firearm inventory, but would be authorized by ATF to initiate background checks for private sales through the National Instant uh, the NICS, including both verifying a buyer's identity and communicating with the NICS. A commercial seller who is not licensed, who is not a licensed dealer, and does not want an FFL or transfer that that none of that makes sense. Anyways. Does not want an FFL or transfer agent to retain a 4473, could go to an FFL or transfer agent to complete a background check before completing a transfer and generate two forms, bill of sale and a new form. Uh, bill of sale is a form – this form would record the details of the sale, including the identities of the buyer and seller and be the seller's responsibility and or a new form. This form would be – a uh, certification from the FFL or transfer agent uh, memorializing a successful background check, including the serial number, date, and, uh, and uh, confirmation code from the yeah. ATF. Hold on one second. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So when you the first thing you said, it was bill of sale slash chain of title. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the important that, that's part in that. Registry that's that the is. important part of that. Do you go go back and take a look at that? Yeah. Bill of sale slash chain of chain title. of title. What? The holy hell! Oh yeah, it's, it's like chain a car. of title. Me, register it like your car. Yeah, yeah, th that's what that is. Yeah, if you if you sell your car to someone and a day, a week, a month, two, ten years later they do something <laughs> horrible with that car, are you responsible for that? Of course well, not. Well, so that see, and this is the problem when this comes up, is because one, it's a de facto registration, which is a terrible idea. Of course. But two, if you did an arm's length sale. Okay, legally, as you are permitted to do in your state, mm -hmm. and someone could be four owners down the road commits a crime with it. Currently, uh, it's easier for someone to try to blame you than if you had them fill out the form just like your car. You can say, I sold the car to the guy. We transferred the title. It was his car. So some of the people that are defending this infringement of liberty will say it's going to make you safer. You know, it's, it's, it's going to help prove that it's mm -hmm. not yours anymore. Yeah, but how yeah. many of us ever sell guns? Right. You know. So yeah, okay, so go ahead. Keep finish reading it and then we can then we can get in we can get into the whole um, thing here. Background checks would be conducted based on the same information as a forty four seventy three. If a denial occurs, a referral would be made to law enforcement. So automatically if somebody gets denied, it will should be pumped to a law enforcement person saying, Hey, this person's supposed tried to, to now and they never do it. But they yeah, never yeah. Do it anyways, yeah. Oh, but when they when when they change this, you see there's certain people that they don't go after, they don't do anything about. But the uh, individual in America, they're always looking for a reason to put your ass in jail, right? So if this goes wrong, so the the po you know 
this thing is going out to them. Who knows how exactly how that's going to happen? And if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen the way it's supposed to happen, now you're going to become responsible for this. And at some point, someone's going to show up now, and you have to answer to that person, right? Because someone yep. tried to buy something from you, they got flagged or whatever it is, and you have to deal with that situation. Sellers could retain these records on their own, uh, but many would be expected to choose voluntarily, and that's underlined, to have the mm. FFL or transfer agent store the record. So this person that you're assuming is going to have to do this work for free is going to have to store 4473s like an FFL. Um, the record-keeping requirements would be enforced via civil penalties, underlined. Also, if a firearm civil, were used, not criminal, civil penalties, mm-hmm, not criminal. Mm-hmm, keep going. Um, also, if a firearm were used in a crime, the seller would enjoy the same civil immunities as FFLs if he could produce the forms from his own records or from those retained by the FFL or transfer agent. Basically, this was used in a crime. Why'd you sell it to this guy? Well, I got an approval yeah. on the Nix system. Oh, okay, you're fine. Yeah. But God forbid you misplace that paperwork. We're coming well, after you. It's opening you up for civil liability for something yep. that another human being chooses to do with an inanimate yep. object that you sold to them. If you yep. sold them a baseball bat at a garage sale or a hammer, somebody to death. Yeah, it's your or fault. A, yeah, or a knife. It's it's why on. Did, what do we? Why know? didn't you know that guy was going to go beat his his fiance to death with the baseball bat? You should have known that. This is mm-hmm. your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what if you sold him a whole bunch of alcohol and he got really drunk and then did yeah. something bad, like drunk driving or domestic abuse? Um, is, is there anywhere else where we have this lingering <clears throat> chain of custody? Well, why we do you let actually, them get away with that? I think Did you, you have that, that. You have that, that if you're true. at a party or, or certain things. But in a, you know, I mean, th- there's an obvious immediate impairment if someone's in a bar and they're drunk and you keep you keep letting them keep drink and so they're no, 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 no. at a party. The chain is much shorter, though. Right. They'll, they'll yes. go after the bar or the bartender. They don't try yeah. to sue the alcohol manufacturer. No, no. If you go they're into your liquor mart. real estate owner. Which would right. be like owning a website that says, listen, you rent real estate to a bar. You're also liable. That that would be the same logic as suing it, websites it for letting is, people absolutely. talk. Mm-hmm. So there is nothing else where we let them get away with this string, endless string of fucking liability for no. stuff that shitbags do. No, absolutely not. But now they want to put this on the individual in America. Oh, yeah. You have to prove more so that you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, right. exactly. That's the problem here. Yeah. That's one well, the problem. That's one of many problems yeah. here. It's one of many. Yeah, chain of title I don't like. Is that's, it, did you I finish like the memo it. yet? That's it. So. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll yeah. say two things. Mm-hmm. First, we'll sound a little pessimistic, but I'll come around a little bit. It looks like we may get something awful. Um, you know, while we hope that there's some sort of poison pill in it, like permitless national carry or something great, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, but something like that, you know, would keep Democrats in the current uh, Congress from voting for it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it doesn't look good right now. I mean, we see this bar memo. We see what Trump keeps saying. It's moving slowly, but I want to give them something. But he he hasn't said it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one good thing we've learned, and it's not a great thing, but it is a good thing. If you look at New Zealand uh, and New Jersey, both recently had some changes to their some pretty sweeping changes to their legislation and their compliance rates were both under 10 percent, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Single digit compliance rates. Mm -hmm. So we're there in America right now. So as much as we all want to kvetch, you know, that's Yiddish for bitch. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not Jewish, but I like certain Yiddish words. And that's one of them. Okay, I was about to go in. Kvetch (laughs) about, you know, the gun laws getting worse. And we should. I mean, Mm -hmm. because it's it's tyranny. 
mm-hmm. whether you know w- whether it's an actual boot on your neck or more gun laws, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is we're at a non-compliance state at this point. Everyone's fed up with it. Mm-hmm. If they pass that law with civil penalties on the forms, one, none of us are ever going to sell guns ever again because you go, oh, you're you're attaching, you know more more immunity or more bullshit to it i'm not never doing it. i'll keep them all mm-hmm. which is what most of us do anyway but mm-hmm. two no one's going to comply with any of that bullshit they'll will be just like new zealand going well i guess we can't really enforce it unless we want to start a civil war and mm-hmm. i think they know they're there and that's why they take such tiny bites at the apple mm-hmm. yeah i think no one wants to be the one that actually starts the civil war not, not. It's not going to be fun for anyone. It's not. It's not a situation I look forward to. We'll say on I was just about to say, no, he's sure. the only one dumb enough. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's he's not a smart. He doesn't have uh, any clue what he's what, what he's, he's not asking a smart for. politician. I don't know if he's no. a smart no, he, human being. I've never seen him take a math test. But he's not, that was a bad move. But anyway, yeah. the good news is we're, we're in an era where the compliance will be nearly zero. Yeah. Also, let me ask you this question. If you have to do all of this as the individual, what's the point of having FFLs? Yeah, really? Why can't you know, why can't I just order something from a store and they send it to me then? Yeah. Can they ship it all directly to my house? Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? You know, I've already run the background check. I'm safe. It's coming right to me. It's yeah. Yeah. And like you're oh. saying, man, you know, something that is important in, a, in our nation, I don't know, maybe it's not important, but voting, no one, basically the same people want you to just be able to show up there as much as you feel like it and vote without even showing ID, you know, but then when it comes to this, they want uh, a chain of title, a title well, of chain or whatever the hell it is, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the exact same thing from a slightly different angle and again, show how ridiculous it is, right? How many, and I don't need an exact number or times and places, but how roughly how many 44 73s do you think have been run on you guys? Oh, I don't know. A lot. lot. Probably. Double digits for sure. Is it triple? Yeah. Triple. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe triple. Maybe not quite triple yet. Okay. Uh, But we're going to say well into the double digits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. How many other gun owners do you think is a similar story? Um, most. In, in the double digits, at least most of them most. out there. Yeah. Most are at least 10. Say more, so more than half of gun owners. Well, so we'll just say roughly half of gun mm-hmm. owners are in that double digit background check, multiple purchases in a lifetime. And that's probably accounts for, we'll be conservative. We'll say 80% of, of the checks done at gun stores. So 80% of the work we put through that system is to just keep checking the same people that never do anything wrong. For what? Basically, yeah. yeah. Talk about a massive waste of resources. Mm-hmm. How, why don't we spend more time checking the people that uh, are on probation or, you know, or whatever. And, and, and I don't want to personally do that because I'm not a fan of Big Brother and invading people's privacy. But but the point is, if if it's such a smart idea to scrutinize this 80, you know, this half of gun owners even harder than what, why aren't we scrutinizing other people? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's a lot of, look, like why are we do, if, if they're trying to say that this is for the bad guys, this is for the smugglers and all of that, where's the heavy penalties for those? Sometimes these smugglers are cops. Something, sometimes these guys are bad guys are law enforcement. I think there was a case where one of these guys was in Congress, 
right? And and oh, he yeah, was yeah. and he was, was a, selling guns. A guy out in California yeah. got busted on smoke. What, hap- what happened to that dude? You know, and I think then he did time. I think he's doing time right now. Uh, he he needs to probably be doing more than that. And here's the other thing. What about when our government did it with like uh, Operation Wide Fast Receiver, and Fast, Fast and, and Furious. Furious, guns across the border, etc. You know, no, no, no. They're they're Hank. You don't realize that they're of a higher class of of citizen than the rest of us. They don't they don't have to. They yeah, can they don't plead bu- the fifth. Why didn't Hillary Clinton get busted for destroying evidence that was under federal subpoena? They're a different class citizen. They don't have to. Yeah. Come on. Okay. You guys are. All right. Let me ask you guys a different question. It's going to shift the conversation a little bit, but it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in light of everything else, let's say something 100 percent identical in the fact pattern to what happened uh, to the Branch Davidian compound, which, by the way, did you guys see the, uh, the ATF tried to honor those agents on the anniversary of the thing? And they got trolled in the comments mm-hmm. about killing innocent civilians. Right. Which as they course. should, as they should. That means the yes. spirit, you know, the yeah. spirit of, of rebellion and holding government accountable is alive and well. Yeah, we haven't but, forgotten, mofos. Let's no. say that. Let's say Ruby Ridge or uh, Waco happened tomorrow with our current technology and our current, we'll say, toxic. Um, str- what do you think would happen? Well, we we have a good uh, good representation for that, and that was the Bundy Ranch. People showed up in force and said, "You ain't coming on this property." So I think that would. I did they bring tanks and did they happen. light the compound on fire, though? Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah, they, they didn't end up actually yeah. killing so anyone. I'm, but I'm they, saying let's say something like that happens. Or they they're shooting people's dogs and they're, and they're knocking walls down with tanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so I'm just saying I, the tinderbox is here. Mm-hmm. And this is why they're doing it with legislation because there's no start to the explosion when you do it that way. If they have a Branch Davidian compound screw up, that could very well be – the beginning of the end of the peaceful Western American civilization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I think that's why they're trying to get us with, uh, you know, with little tiny cuts. But that's um, why they like red flag laws so much mm-hmm. because that does two major things. First is not the federal government. Now, now it's local. Mm-hmm. And second, it's person A ratting on person B and then having to, to settle it at the local, maybe state police level, depending, you know, where you live. So not everywhere has local police. But it's not the feds doing it, and it's going to be a whole bunch of small problems that are spread out. And it's they're obviously going to start with the most fringy people, where everybody goes, "Oh, I don't know, that guy's kind of weird. Maybe he maybe he didn't, you know, do everything by the book." But I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill, mm-hmm. and that allows them to divide and conquer. Which is why, whether or not you subscribe to the conspiracy theory that it's just this long, sweeping George Soros-funded chain of events meant to, you know, disarm and enslave everyone. Or not, it doesn't matter because it's a terrible idea for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless. Listen, of, our mm-hmm. country has no history with with running witch hunts. It's all going to be fine. There was nothing to worry yeah. about back yeah. in the time. You'd always trust the scared. government. It's never happened. Yeah. We've never yeah. had a witch hunt Look, before. Don't don't think yeah. we're going to turn on each other in a heartbeat. No, they're not. We, gonna a community would never do that. Yeah. Well, the whiskey rebellion. <laughs> Was in Pennsylvania. They they tarred and feathered federal revenue agents and said, "Go back to D.C." Yeah, exactly. I mean, it didn't end well overall. But mm-hmm. the point is that the the people uh, spirit Ameri- of rebellion was there. Americans mm-hmm. don't like Americans like rebellion to an extent. We don't like to conform and just say, "Okay, government, tell us what to do." Right. Oh, no, no, no. 
that's what makes like when people like we were talking about earlier what makes America so great that's what make that's one of the things that makes America so mm-hmm. great what's happening is they are trying to disarm people if you look like I looked at it they're saying this is because of school shootings and stuff like that right I yeah, looked which at is it statistically irrelevant yeah yeah listen exactly. there was you know there's a like the gun free zone do you know that was a law put into effect federally in 1990 do you know that yeah, didn't Biden either co-sponsor or sign it too yeah gun free zones federal law 1990 since 1990 that they put that in effect they they federal law it's illegal to go on a school ground with a gun it, it just stops so many people they yeah. turn around at the last moment and go oh it's yeah freeze zone so since so since it. 1990 22 times that's happened you know however you want to look at that I number that law 3, hasn't 000, stopped anything i thought it was three thousand times a year hank i, I, I was know, reading I that know. on cnn oh. is there three thousand of those events Fuck every, every that, day that what if you look at their bullshit? statistics that they use for that, it's fucked. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. This um, person shot down the street from a this this school backs up to a ghetto, and in that ghetto there was a gunfight amongst three people. It was a mass shooting at a school, and some of them are NDs or no one even got hit. They yeah. call it a mass a oh. mass shooting um, oh, or a car backfires, but someone reported it as a gunshot to the cops. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, no, you're you're 100 right. They, they create the gun free school zone. And then a bunch of bad things happen there, and then they go up. Oh, you know, the answer is as usual: take more guns, take more liberty. Yeah, take the guns, take more things from people. You know, um, I mean, look at what look at what happened after nine eleven, man. Yeah. Oh, Patriot yeah. Act, awful, awful. Yeah. Now awful I gotta now I gotta take my shoes and pants off at the <laughs> at the line to make sure I don't have a bomb up my butt. Well, as long as you don't wear pants, they can't make you take them off. That's right. I just yeah. That's my next next time I go on a business trip, I'll just tell them that. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so let, I'll, let me wax philosophical a little bit because we were talking about this, Hank, and I think we're, we're on the same page mm-hmm. most of the time. We agree mm-hmm. to disagree on some things. But mm-hmm. if you're watching, if you care about liberty, if, if you know you're seeing this and kind of agreeing that they're discussing some pretty dangerous things that we all agree are a bad idea, um, you know, regardless of how angry you are at Donald Trump or the NRA or any any other group, reach out to them with and use your words as um, – as, as well-spoken as you can. As and, eloquently you know, as possible. As eloquently as possible, whether yeah, it's no. writing a letter, sending an email, leaving a voice message, whatever it is, because uh, I'm, I can tell you from running a website where we get a lot of feedback from people, the ones that are filled with anger and four-letter words, right, you have right. to ignore them. You have yep. to ignore them. You, you just can't run an organization based on those types of responses. So, and... You know, it, it's easy to let your emotions run high, you know, and even even though we're very upset about some other things Donald Trump has done since he's been in office, the best way to affect change for your group is to get a well-written or spoken response explaining calmly why you feel the way you do and just flood your local representatives. Because we may only have to beat it by a few votes in the House or the Senate, to, you know, to get this stuff shut down. Mm-hmm. So reach out to everybody you can, including Trump, including the NRA and including your elected representatives. Amen. But just be calm and well-worded because, you know, the time for if you say I'm done with Trump, I'm done with the NRA and I'm done with, you know, all my elected officials, then it's over. You're, yeah. What are you going to well, fall it's, back it's, on? It's, it's okay nothing. to be done with them. But what's your What's the game plan? Yeah, mm-hmm. let them know you're paying attention. By the way, Babyface is throwing up, and I'm putting it on the screen. I, I keep throwing that up. Yeah, who is my res- representative.com if you don't know? It yeah. was so easy. I went, and I put in my zip code, and I hit enter, and it showed me the three people that I need to be calling tomorrow morning. Yeah. That was and it. I'm, 
I'm not saying to be a bootlicker. I'm not saying to agree with anything they've done in the past. I'm just saying to make your voice heard. If mm-hmm. you want to vote them out tomorrow, and if you want to start a revolution two weeks from now, 100% valid decision in any point in a representative democracy to say it's time to start a revolution. Um, but just getting silent and saying I hate them and they're bad, you're yeah. not helping anyone, including yourself. Yeah, it's not going to um, be fun times. So. And something else to remember mm-hmm. is, at least for me, is remember these guys only hear negative shit. If they do something that you like, call them and tell them that I appreciate that you voted this way on this because I guarantee they don't hear that many of them. They get the least of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good, so if, good if point. If your local reps vote some way that you enjoy, call them and tell them that, hey, you did a good job. I'm really proud that you voted this way and stood your ground on principle. Yeah. Thank you for that. Right. And you know, the best way, the best parallel to put this with, it's not exactly the same because we, the government takes our money through the threat of the use of force. Mm-hmm. But there is a big similarity when you're dealing with Amazon or any other big company and you have a customer service problem and you either call or email, what does it take? One, persistence, and two, speaking, communicating calmly. Yeah, a little bit of yep. please Absolutely. and thank you goes a long way. Yeah. Where you only try once, nothing ever happens. You've got to do it multiple yeah. times and be insistent on your point without being insulting, without using uh, foul language because mm-hmm. they're not going to listen to you. No one cares what you have to say when you reach out in that manner. Yeah. Also, you know what? I wish when it comes time to voting, stop voting for the cool dude that you want to have a drink with at the bar and all that kind of bullshit. I know. Just stop that nonsense. If people had known that and Ron Paul had at least been our nominee back in 08, even if he hadn't won, I think we would have had just so much more fruitful discussions about things, you know, because Ron Paul – uh, is an imperfect politician, you know, but mm-hmm. he's he's a huge proponent of liberty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he I learned a lot just from listening to him and reading about stuff that he had been doing back then. And we get some real turd candidates in these mm-hmm. in these. I mean, just look at the Democrats right now. It's basically just a stage full of talking either how to give away money, pay off tuition or come take your rifles or, and some combination in between. It's it's not it's not ideas that we we look at and go, oh, this is good. This is moving the country in a positive direction. Yeah, I blame a lot of that on the Republic. The Republican Party in America sucks uh, dirty, sweaty, dipped in cow dung donkey balls. That's well, my opinion. I mean, it's they really, suck. really, really difficult to defend either party at the yeah, national absolutely. level. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 almost as hard as defending the Catholic Church mm-hmm. because while there are good people in it, the the mistakes at the top that leadership has known about are so egregious that it's. How are you still in power is the question I would ask mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on both counts. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to get term limits and all that. I think people need to stay stay engaged, man. It's not over. It's not over till it's over. We have to stay engaged and try to do something about this. I think. The I mean, maybe the crazy. best thing that could come from this is the country fractures peacefully into mm-hmm. multiple, you know, sections. Uh, what do you, so? Um, what do you think about sanctuary states and cities? You think that's a solution for all this? Um, you mean the firearm sanctuary? Yes. Where you can yes. Own any gun you want, and and nothing will be enforced. I mean, yeah. I I think I that it. is that is a tactic that gets headlines. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's much of a solution long term. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you're gonna chime in on this, Patrick? I just love it. <laughs> let me have some let me have some machine guns. I'm. All I mean, there. I think it's a yeah. cool idea. I just don't. It, it wouldn't really work that well because no. it'd be a lot like how marijuana is now, where yep. you're you're, you're uh, following the law in your state, but the feds can bust you at any moment. So it yep. doesn't unless the state is willing to declare independence and sovereignty from the fed. It's it's just not going to work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, um, let me see. I don't know if there's anything else anyone else wants to add to this. I would say do not believe like when Trump is saying, oh, we're not going to do anything oh, to harm the second. Do not want to circle back to this. Yeah. Because you mentioned it earlier when we talked about the thing, but finish what you're saying. No, go ahead. I'm, I, I'm just trying to okay. tell people don't don't. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't trust any politician at their word anymore. Dan mm-hmm. Crenshaw was a really good one for that. He's like, hey, I'm a vet. I'm pro-Second Amendment. There's like, hey, everybody, let's get some red flag laws going. You know, mm-hmm. like that was that was a very quick turn for him, I think, from being a guy that we all thought was pro-Second Amendment to not. And the same goes with Trump. I mean, I, I personally – don't think the bump stock ban can completely be laid on Trump because obviously the device, the ATF classification and all these other things happened before he got there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a shitty thing to have to deal with in the first place. Uh, but let's go ahead and say it still wasn't handled right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would have been better if the ATF just went, ah, yeah, you probably shouldn't make these. That would have been a lot better for everybody because you can bump fire without a special stock. You know what I mean? Because you're not changing anything about the gun. But anyway, so I don't there's we have reason not to trust Trump, just like any other politician. And, you know, so going forward, I would just say the same thing. Keep the pressure on them. You don't have to trust them. But don't say I'm done with them and I'm not going to talk to them unless you're ready to go take the first bullet in the the, what we would call the 21st century American Revolution. Mm -hmm. Because if you do something in between, you know, between reaching out and, and trying to work within the system we have and and just giving up and going off on your own uh, or sorry not not in between they're, they're working in the system we have is the right way to try to deal with it mm-hmm. and if, if you're not willing to take the first bullet and be the first martyr for the revolution then you're just part of the problem you're not helping at all yep. yeah by the way i think a lot of people say that um but they don't really mean it you know it, Everyone says, oh, yeah, I'm ready to fight. I think most people are just going to comply. It's the analogy that I've said about aliens. If the president comes on air tomorrow, and like I said earlier, you know, the Navy admits that those are UFOs. They don't know what those things we've seen, like in at least three videos, those are UFOs. If they come out tomorrow and say aliens are here, they're our overlords, they have more firepower than us, we have to do what they say, most people are going to comply with that. Not everyone's actually going to go out there and fight. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of people say that. It's just like you've seen Maj coming out and saying, like, everyone's saying, oh, I'm just going to say I lost it in a boating accident. Yeah, I hate that. That's yeah. the worst. <laughs> that's the worst thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's not a good joke. Gonna it's work. not going to actually happen. No. It's not going to do anything. We actually well, need to Well, it was a it. funny joke when people first started telling it 10 years ago. Now it's yeah. just a yeah. bad terrible joke yeah it's a it's a joke that's run its course long ago yeah it doesn't apply in a world where these dudes like they they come on air the ones like beta wants to get attention so he comes on air and he says yes we're coming for your ars and your ak-47s that's what everyone else is thinking i'll be honest with you that's what republicans are thinking it doesn't work in this world anymore you have to actually start uh working on things there's no such thing as grandfathering in and all that kind of stuff and don't believe that they won't actually go out there looking for that stuff. Well, and here's the thing. Beto says, oh, we're going to take your AR-15 on live news. So we've all heard that and seen it, you know, so mm-hmm. that when they try to float through some other crap that doesn't sound nearly as bad by comparison, but mm-hmm. it's still awful in yeah. terms of its infringement on liberty and our right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. 
a, a big chunk of the population is going to be much more willing to accept it because they've been conditioned by this crazy talk. Yeah. Well, look at what Trump says. Trump says, oh, because Beta came out and said that, and I'm deliberately calling him Beta, because he came out <laughs> and said that, he's messing us up. And what Trump means is by, like, listen, hey, I was about to drop some gun control on these mofos, and now you, you know, you're spilling the beans. <laughs> Too yeah. early. Stop well, spilling the beans. Here's what I'll say about that. You always hope for the best and plan for the worst. So just say, reach out to Trump, tell him, dude, I, I personally will not vote for you in 2020 if you sign any gun legislation right now, unless it's national carry or repealing the NFA or whatever okay. else. Like, You're not mad enough about bump on. stocks? You, bump stocks don't make you, make you mad enough? Um, well... Uh, it's a decision you have to make after it happens, mm -hmm. uh, whether or not you're going to vote at that point. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying right now, am I mm -hmm. going to vote for Beto O'Rourke and not Trump in 2020 if, if nothing changed between now and then? Mm -hmm. No, I would obviously vote for Trump. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's what, what, but that's kind of my point. Reach out to them and say, I will not vote for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're not, it's not a pledge. You can change your mind yeah. if you want to, but that's right. your best way to make him not do something stupid. Yeah. At some and, point we have hope, to live up to that though, because no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I but, think but when we have the best, right. There's a chance that someone in that room that where they're talking about is smart enough and good enough at negotiating. They're going to get some stuff in that bill that are just good enough for us to go, Whoa, we got what? I wasn't even expecting that, mm -hmm. but no one on the table who was anti-gun even knew what the words meant. So they just agreed to it because they jumped on this other thing, or mm -hmm. they'll get something in that they all know what it means, and they'll go, no way, the deal's killed, it's over, blah, blah, much like what happened with the wall. Mm -hmm. So I'll hope for that result, that it either we get something awesome or the whole thing dies, mm -hmm. but I will plan for the worst, is that it's coming from a Republican White House and a Republican Senate that are gonna sign this piece of shit legislation, so I just re continue to reach out to everyone, president, uh, pro-gun groups, <laughs> Mm -hmm. And ever, all of my yeah, officials, congressmen, senators, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Don't yes. do it. And, yeah. Local uh, Republican know, Party, all of that. Yeah, hit them all Everything. and try yeah. because it's it's not like it makes your position any better if you don't say anything and they still pass it. Yeah. By the way, Democrats were running scared when Beta said that thing. You know. Yeah, because because he, it's easier to chip away at us one cut at a time than it is to come out and be like, yeah, this is our ultimate goal. This truly, and that's what he did, is he came out and was like, this is what we've always wanted to do, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. and in, in fairness, he probably doesn't speak for the entire Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. um, but every time Obama would get on a stage and, you know, shout from the graves of children, or and he, he would do fake tears, too, mm -hmm. you know, and talk about that stuff, he would say, well, I'm not. I don't want to take your guns. We're, we're, we don't want to take any of your guns. And he was, you know, the most disingenuous. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, there, because I, well, I think honestly, he he probably even did believe it by the end because he was like, well, I can't get it through Congress anyway, so I'll just tell him I don't want to take yeah. their guns because I I couldn't politically get it through anyway. Yeah, but Trump. Yeah, they gets, tried. They tried very hard. Yeah, Trump gives our side an incredibly immense amount of. Um, like it, like security, like we feel like, oh, there's nothing going to happen. We got Trump up there. Should feel that way. Yeah, it's almost well, like you need I mean, to have someone. Most people you know. are skeptical, or are fairly skeptical, but I, I think I agree with you in in that it's not a truly a sense of security. It's an inability to rally support and activity, mm -hmm. you know, from from the large group of pro gun Americans that actually understand how liberty works mm -hmm. when it's a sitting Republican president that got endorsed by the NRA whose sons are avid hunters. You know what I mean? It's just it's hard to uh, to organize against him because some, most so many people are still like, you know, like just it's still in shock that he's he's 
kowtowing to the liberals. Yeah. Yeah. And the weirdest part about that to me is that Trump knows not to apologize and knows not to give an inch on these other issues that he cares about a lot. Why he's doing it here blows my mind. I can't see Yeah, because it. I think to him, it just doesn't matter as much as it may to his son. We unfortunately don't have his son uh, in office. I think he don't probably you, is yeah. a little bit more passionate about it. Um, although I don't believe in political dynasties either. So I hope Trump mm-hmm. Jr. doesn't think, you know. He's going to he's going to have a chance in there either. Uh, let's, so let's we got a couple of minutes here. Um, I want to here's I want to <laughs> offer all everyone, not just Democrats, Republicans. I want to offer right now a special amnesty, a special buyback program for everyone who's doing blackface, brown face, all the different faces that, you know, you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> let's just come out now and put all our cards on the table. Did you see that the prime minister of Justin Canada, Trudeau? Yeah, I wanted I just I just got reminded of that. And I wanted to say, fucking re- are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus. Well, can, can I say, first of all. That I find they, they accused him of brown face, was it not? Yes, brown yeah, face. it was. Yeah, yeah. Brown face. Brown face. Uh, well, no, brown face means not black face, which is yeah. Did that's it? that's kind of like to be on. Listen, first of all, none of this stuff doesn't really hurt my feelings. But brown face, black face, what's the difference? Right. The fact that we have to come up with different names. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking it's, about? <laughs> it's just. Uh, and what he put on was not brown face. That was black face. But what it was black it, face. it looks the same. To yeah. Me. Why I are they saying brown face? face? I think because they don't want it to say he was wearing. They don't want it to be black face. He was appropriating no. a different culture. When oh, he did my it. gosh. Um, yeah. He did it three then, times, by the way. There's three different times that he, he did He was a lad. Yeah, Can they're brown, talk right? talk about a little bit of hypocrisy on this, and I'll, I'll make a valid point that I'll concede, too. If, mm-hmm. if you're dressing up as Aladdin, mm-hmm. or when you're a kid and you want to be Mr. T for Halloween when mm-hmm. you're seven years old, that is different than being a stereotypical, nameless version of some other uh, race for the purpose of uh, making yeah. fun of them, their right. culture. But on the same token, Jimmy Kimmel dressed did up, did Charles Barkley – blackface mm-hmm. and imitated his voice and what does he get a pass because he cries on late night tv about he social does. justice issues is that is that how the deal works i don't really know what's going on here i think it's hypocrisy it's not bothering me from a point of view of someone doing that um i think that look well, you know i mean what does it really matter right there's people so someone who's putting on spray tanner are they orange face you know, what's happening here exactly? So that part of it, I'm not really super, I'm not really super worried about. And then also at the same time, so if you're dressing up as Aladdin, why do you need to put on, change the color? You know, if I'm dressing up as some kind of white superhero, do I need, like, I don't see, I, I wouldn't see myself putting on white makeup to be the white superhero. Right, but right. And that's what makes yeah. it weird, too, is that you can... It, it's the liberals like rules they can just apply generally. Like, oh, you did makeup on your face to make yourself look a certain color. We're deeming that hugely racist and completely unacceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you grew up like I did watching a Chappelle show when he would do the white newscaster, that was like really funny. Yeah. And fortunately, no one has accused him of being racist. Yeah, is that, that white now, face? Well, he also did the he also did the uh, what was it? He did the he did he did a bunch of things the like black, that. Where white he, supremacist. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of them. Fortunately, no one's accused him of it. But I, I do think it's probably less controversial for a black person to put white face on or whatever you even yeah. call it for your comedy yeah. sketch. 
That um, doesn't bother me so much. The big, the, really, honestly, all that stuff, I don't really care about it. I think a lot of things is the intent behind what, what you're doing things. I think the problem here for you me. You can't teach intent to an angry social justice mob. No, that's not how they That's think. where it becomes a problem. Anything else anyone else does, these guys jump all over it. Your heart. How could you not say, use the proper pronoun or whatever Look it is? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart got beat <laughs> to hell by this social justice media mm-hmm. over I saw the joke I heard it explained in uh, I think it was was it Bill Burr special or Chappelle what, whatever they actually went through like the whole thing and laid it out mm-hmm. I think it was Chappelle and uh, mm-hmm. it, it didn't even seem that bad to me personally I don't think it was no, really I don't think I don't think what it was he a did. joke yeah um, but when he apologized is what got him all jammed up yeah, I think it's when the when the cancel culture people get caught out there, you know, from their own nonsense. That's when it becomes funny, and they don't want to live by the by the rules that they put up there for everyone mm-hmm. else to live by. Like you know, honestly, I don't care about those things. I think there's a lot worse uh, racist, horrible things that people did. Like when someone takes a guy because of his skin color and beats him up and ties him on the back of a truck and then drags him to death. That's, you know, that's a horrible thing right there, right? And, and, and obviously there's a scale, but, you know, these guys created these rules and it's just hilarious to me <laughs> that it, they're hoisted on their own petard, I guess is the best Well, that, that's an interesting point you make too, right? Because if somebody does something horrible and, and it brutally beats and or kills someone, mm-hmm. you know, because through racial racism yeah, both ways and that's happened like i've seen one that's of the a terrible thing yeah um one of the worst the, things i've ever seen culture people can't win anything from calling him out yeah <clears throat> one of the horrible things i saw was call in, out someone famous right you remember the um the riots over rodney king something yes. that i saw that was horrible is when they stopped this white truck driver and pulled him out and started beating him up just because he was like going through there you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know if anyone remembers that. I I um I remember. I don't that. remember specifically, yeah. but I mean yeah. I understand the point you're right. making is that yeah. you know people are upset that Rodney King got beat up, so they're just beating up white yeah. people indiscriminately. It happens on and all did sides. Did you read the facts about the Rodney King chase? Just to, as you're older and mm-hmm. and more able to comprehend what was happening. No. He fled from the police at high rate of speed for for many miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they do that to everyone that flees at a high rate of speed. That was not about race. It was about cops getting their egos bruised because they thought someone was going to get away from them. I think they were jacked up on adrenaline. I'm not saying they should have done that. I don't think they should have done that, you know. Um, but yeah, we're not really fixing things. I think that's what's happening in our society. We're not really fixing stuff, and then we're creating all these well, double the standards. Media- the media is as guilty as anyone because they wanted the headlines, they wanted the ratings, and they they love that racism thing. So they showed that footage that whoever showed, showed them mm-hmm. and sent them, where they drag them out and they're hitting them, you know, because yeah. they didn't have the helicopter footage of the chase. Yeah, like well, when I, you see the chase, and then you see him drag him out and smack him and throw his face in the ground. You're like, yeah, you ran from the cops. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Didn't you know they're police? They get their little egos bruised and they will beat the shit up. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's, it's crazy that a lot of people are getting called racist on our side of the fence, including black people. You know, we're getting called racist too. They call Candace Owen. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, but these guys did a lot of craziness. I'm just saying, I think they should all come out right now, give up all photos, all videos of you wearing yeah, all kinds of different that. faces and whatever, and let's see it. 
Well, then you see Ben Shapiro gets called a Nazi more than anyone else. He's a else. Jew. Yeah. <laughs> he's an Orthodox Jew, too. Yeah, he's an Orthodox Jew. Yeah, yeah. We, could, we could honestly go on with this. Okay, listen, you know what? I'm going to wrap this up. Actually, John, you got to come back, man, because you're a great guest. It, it went by really yeah. fast. Yeah. Don't yeah. give me so much credit. It's all you guys. You run the no, show. You no, you could talk. Doing. You could talk. You you were a good guest, man. I think and I think people enjoyed it too. So we have to have you uh, come back here. Let's do this. Let's wrap up here, uh, Babyface. How can people get in touch with you? You're now a YouTube uh, megastar. Yeah, that's right. Thousand subs. Uh, yeah, babyfacep.com yeah. will take you to my Facebook page or youtube.com slash babyfacep. That'll bring you to my channel. Baby underscore face P on Instagram. I have some projects that I'm working on. I know it's been slow and I haven't brought out content lately, but stuff's coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, call your representatives. You don't have to come sub to me. You can, you know what? If, if you call your representatives and want to unsub for me, I'll take that. Just start calling. I'm going to post it one more time. Once I grab the URL to call your reps, to find your reps and call them, call them. Even if you think they don't care, call them anyways. Yes. And you know what else? Send a couple physical letters off too. Oh, they, yeah. It takes a minute, but it's Mm -hmm. a lot harder to throw that in the garbage than it is to hit delete on an email. So just just float a few out there because, you know, it's one more way of reaching them. Yeah, by the way, GOA has a form you can fill out. You can go to GOA. I shared it on my social media. If you, um, if you know, if you're a member of GOA, you'll probably get that. I think uh, lots of folks have that form. I'm not trying to pin it just on those guys, but um, try to do something. All right. So, John, how can people get in touch with you if they've got more questions and things like that, or if they just want to follow you guys on social media? I mean, just go to armslist.com if you if you haven't visited already. If you haven't checked it out, it's pretty easy to find. And uh, we get we do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. There's a Twitter, but it's primarily just the Instagram photos that get posted to Twitter and some of our YouTube stuff. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right. So that's it. I'm gonna probably wrap, I'm gonna wrap this up. Let me drop the end. Everyone, stay right there. I'll drop the end. Just remind you guys, uh, please subscribe. Okay. Thumbs ups. Uh, ring the bell so you can be noti- notified every time that we go live. And you can, uh, you know, keep up with all the shows. Don't forget to follow Arms List, follow Babyface P, follow us. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Friday. We'll have a party. We'll see you. Shout out to Safety Harbor Firearms. I see him out there. Uh, we'll see him tomorrow on the show. Any other final words? Final words, John? No, nothing to add. Thank you very much for having me. It was, yes, all-wheel drive, all-wheel drive all the time. It's not as good for power sliding. Yeah. That's all I would say. <laughs> all right. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.